is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. And in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Nemi. And Mark. Once again, freetalklive.com. That's where you can go and get interactive with various different features, and we give them to you. In fact, you can create the content on the site. So whatever you find there has been placed there by listeners just like you. And then you can, once you put something on the site, you submit it as show prep. Uh, Other listeners can vote as to whether or not they like or dislike it. And the most liked make it to the front page and the top of the site. So feel free to go there. Get interactive at freetalklive.com. Sorry we didn't get a chance to get to last night. And then on the way, food stamps. Uh, Apparently a store clerk has been fired for not taking food stamps. Was that right? That's correct. Not taking them? It's Uh, actually an electronic benefits transfer card. It's um, not the same as food stamps, but it's for cash benefits. It's the same idea. We can talk more about that coming up here. CBS News in uh, Springfield, Illinois, is reporting in a case that highlights one of the unusual incongruities of state laws. The Illinois Supreme Court has ruled that a downstate man didn't commit a crime when he had sex with his 17-year-old girlfriend, but he did break the law when he took pictures of them in the act. Marshall Hollins was arrested in Freeport in March 2009 after and charged with three counts of child pornography after photographing himself having sex with his 17-year-old girlfriend, but he was not charged with statutory rape since the age of consent for sex in Illinois is 17. So how is it that anyone could call this child pornography? I mean, really? A 17-year-old girl is a child? Does is anyone it- really believe that statement? You know, I mean, they, I guess if people feel like you have to draw a line somewhere, that line needs to be, uh, you know, the same for everybody so that it's, uh, you know, it's not arbitrary. It's not just, uh, you know, some guy saying, you know, at least it's clear. And, um, you know, since, uh, you know, that this way it covers the country, child porn, essentially anything under the age of 18, even though some states allow you to have uh, sex below the age of 18. So, you know, maybe that's how they defend it. I don't know. Was he charged with possession or distribution or what? I would imagine it probably was. Uh, let's see, down here it says he admitted taking pictures of himself having sex with a girl. So I imagine he's ex- going to be. ex-law enforcement officer? I haven't gotten to that point yet. I believe uh, he is. is. We've read the story before, right? I don't think so. This is news to me. No, this is Maybe. fresh as of uh, June 21st. Okay. There is a uh, – the, the, one point was a story of uh, – actually, the law enforcement had two girls that were was below that the Was that uh, the ones where they were the – what do they call it? The uh, explorers? The explorers I don't think it was that they were involved in that, no. I think because was that just... was another story that we had of law enforcement having sex with uh, teenage girls. Oh, sure. Yeah. So back to uh, Marshall Hollins. Uh, He was, again, not charged with uh, statutory rape because it was legal for him to have the sex. Just taking photographs, on the other hand, uh, was not. After a bench trial later that year, Hollins, who was 32 at the time, was convicted and sentenced to eight years in prison but appealed his conviction. In a 5-2 ruling on Thursday, the high court upheld his conviction and his sentence. Police began investigating Hollins after the girl's mother complained about Hollins having sex with the girl. Hollins was 32 at the time. And already- so they arrested him on a technicality. Now, it's interesting that people are always complaining that criminals get out on technicalities. In this case, somebody was arrested and convicted on a technicality. Police be- agree, yeah. Uh, Hollins was uh, already, by the way, a registered sex offender. She also showed police four or five pictures that Hollins had emailed to her daughter 
showing them having sex. Hollins admitted taking the pictures of uh, and CBS loves to refresh on me here. Hollins uh, admitted taking pictures of himself having sex with the girl using his cell phone. Ladies and, and gentlemen, never admit anything. He to knew the, the girl was seventeen when they had sex, so he totally gave it up in this case. Holland's attorney argued the state's child pornography statute is unconstitutional, claiming that applying the law to someone old enough to legally consent to sex does nothing to protect them from exploitation or abuse. Prosecutors argued that the statute was designed to protect children from the psychological and emotional harm that could result from distributing photos of their sexual activity. I'd like to point out, I don't know if you don't seem to be reading the same article that I've got on this one. Um, These were pictures that had no heads on them. They were just really? close-ups of genitals and that kind of thing. So, yeah. It's, wow. It's, uh, so had he not admitted to it, what would have happened? I don't know exactly what would have happened. But I suppose they could have examined his genitals and then determined that they were, in fact, his genitals. I, I suppose. But one of the arguments against child pornography is essentially if some picture is taken of you as a child in some uh, it's going to ruin your life down the line. scurious situation uh, that, that you know, you'd be harmed by people seeing that picture. But you can't really make that argument with headless pictures. That's a good point. Plus, I think it's a little bit ridiculous anyway. I mean, really? Does what I did when I was a teenager have to affect me now as an adult in that way? I mean, really? Making a kind of a sexual indiscretion uh, moment? As a matter of fact, here it says, dissenting justice Anne M. Burke noted that the argument doesn't apply in this case, since all five photographs taken by Hollis are extremely close up of the couple's genitals, including neither faces nor visible identifying marks such as scars or tattoos. Now, it's interesting that uh, the CBS story doesn't appear to have that factor. This is from Reason.com. Writing for the majority, Justice Rita Garman said the majority of the high court agreed with the prosecutors, holding that there are rational, reasonable arguments in support of having a higher age threshold for appearance in pornography than for consent to sexual activity. Yes, but those arguments only apply if you can tell who it is in the picture. Plus, uh, you know, the claim is that uh, they're protecting them from psychological and emotional harm that could result from distributing the photos of their sexual activity. But aren't they also protecting them from making money off of distributing photos of their sexual activity? I suppose. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, mean, does it always have to be harm that comes from uh, being taken, having photos taken of you uh, naked or engaging in sex? Does it always have to be harm down the line? Or maybe it could be, you know, a new career. <laughs> I guess. I mean, it's not one that's going to last real long, and I, I don't know what it pays these days because there's a lot of free there's a porn lot of it out there on, yeah. on the internet. I can't. I, I don't know. I mean, I can't even imagine that they're, you're getting a thousand dollars for a photo shoot anymore. At least not not at some kind of amateur. But you know, maybe maybe I'm wrong on that. Uh, it, to me, it just seems really arbitrary that this girl can you know that it's 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 a scarring, terrible action. Now, and that six months from now, it's legal and fine, and she's going to make extra right. because she's barely legal. She's, she's uh, having her first encounter right on film, so you can see it, folks. Here's more of the majority opinion. Uh, memorialization of the sexual act makes permanent an intimate encounter that can be distributed to third parties. These concerns are exacerbated in the modern digital age, where once a picture or video is uploaded to the Internet, it can never be completely erased or eradicated. Yeah, but but I, I don't agree. It's this not- guy... 
didn't do any of those things. I mean, right. if you're going to arrest somebody for doing, I mean, arrest me for getting in my car because I could potentially do a great deal of damage with it. Plus, I don't agree necessarily that the concerns are exacerbated because of the digital age. If anything, the concerns should be less uh, simply because, as you pointed out, Mark, there's such a glut of uh, porn and amateur uh, yeah. porn available. You know, I mean, <laughs> I, I can't remember which uh, How many show- girlfriend pictures are not on the internet at this point? I remember seeing some old 70s sitcom where uh, some guy was, uh, you know, some guy's daughter was uh, had appeared in a nudie magazine and they were making fun of him or something like that. And, you know, it's conceivable back then when there were so few distribution uh, channels for porn that somebody might be able to recognize somebody oh, yeah, else. Oh, I went to high school with her, that kind of thing. Right? And, and, you know, actually that happened in my high school that, uh, you know, a couple of years before I entered the high school, one the uh, some girl that made some kind of huge academic, uh, I think it was the, I, I think it was the, um, whatever, uh, what are the, the highest academic honor is, okay. went on to pose and play. Valedictorian. I think, that's, I think that's what it was. But um, I couldn't even remember the name there for a moment so you know i mean guess i guess she decided that that was the best career move for her but you're not talking about a world where you've got playboy and penthouse and then a few others tossed in uh for you know dirty little measures now you're talking about a world where there's just so much pornography that i just don't think that they're i mean unless you're trying really 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 hard that you're going to be be recognized on the street for you know being a, a porno queen or whatever <laughs> Nemi does uh, Nemi? not know I, what to say. I don't. I don't have anything to say. I'm no, sorry, no guys. No experience of this realm. No, so, no. So you don't have any pictures online. No, I don't. <laughs> no. Eight five five. Do you feel like it would have ruined your life had you done that? Oh, probably not. Eight five five four fifty free. The toll free number one eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Do you have any uh, nude photos online? And has it ruined your life? Pictures maybe that you took when you were a teenager. 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control. Do you ever have connectivity problems due to poor Wi-Fi reception? I have an amazing solution for you. C-Crane's Super USB Wi-Fi Antenna 3. It can provide connectivity for up to a mile. We're using it at my house, and I can't describe it as anything but stunning. This antenna will change your life. If you're not familiar with the C-Crane Company, their products are the best. I highly endorse the C-Crane Company. Get your super USB Wi-Fi antenna at ccrane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything you want toll-free at 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you'll find there uh, completely free. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And one of the things you can do at freetalklive.com is go and uh, throw some bitcoins in the tip jar. You can go to bitcoin.freetalklive.com to find the Bitcoin tip jar address. Uh, because each Bitcoin account has a very lengthy uh, hash string that uh, that you have to use. But I can tell you that as confusing as Bitcoin might be at first glance, it's not difficult to understand. All you have to do is visit weusecoins.org. And there's about a two-minute video there. It's a little less than two minutes long that will outline the concept of Bitcoin to you. 
and it is not difficult to get started. In fact, it's very easy to get your hands on bitcoins or your digital hands. That is, uh, you put them in your digital wallet, so to speak. You can go to bitinstant.com and have your bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank as well as other locations such as 7-Eleven. Uh, so once again, to get your bitcoins with cash, visit bitinstant.com. And if you haven't heard about the Bitcoin yet, you owe it to yourself to go and learn more about this decentralized, non-state, non-corporate currency that is untouchable by the aggressions of those people calling themselves the government. You'll love it. Go to weusecoins.org to learn more. As we go to your phone calls about what you want, Tom is listening in New Hampshire. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. It's, uh, you say freetalklive.com, but that actually resolves to... 199.101.98.59. Okay. And if so you don't you've... want people to have to remember all of that, what pe- what you did was you went to a company called GoDaddy.com mm-hmm. and you registered this name so that that way they can remember that. And what concerns me is that all of these registrars have these legal agreements that says that you know they can just shut down your domain name if they happen to feel like it. In sure. the case that I'm talking about. Uh, GoDaddy may cancel the registration of a domain name if that domain name is being used as determined by GoDaddy in its sole discretion in association with spam or morally objectionable activities. Mm. And it goes on to say activities designed to defame, embarrass, harm, abuse, threaten, slander, or harass third parties. Gee, you guys would never want to embarrass third parties. Uh, using the, the free talk. Sure, sure. Has uh, you know, are there stories in the news of GoDaddy doing this? Uh, no. Okay, but, it's uh, probably it's just boilerplate then, CYA. I mean, that's that's likely all you're that, talking about here. But I understand what you're saying. I mean, you're doing business with corporations, and the corporate contracts are always written in a way, or the terms of service are always written in a way in which they basically own you and everything that uh, you do. Now, I'm sure there are some except, uh, exemptions to this. I've never read the uh, you know the, the terms of any of the other hosting companies, but you know some yeah. people could call in and uh, maybe suggest a, a more well, privacy-oriented hosting company. I think that'd be That'd be great. Let me tell you something else, though, okay? I mean, it's just I'm pointing out that the entire Internet is in danger of the registrars pulling stuff. The one that uh, WikiLeaks.org is registered on, by the way, says, or any other objectionable material or activity of any kind or nature as the registrar in its sole discretion may determine. Okay, so they could just decide, eh, we don't like WikiLeaks.org anymore. Let's shut down their domain name. And, uh, I believe they, that actually happened, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, they, Several times. Got, they got overloaded. But it's just I'm just pointing out that the whole Internet is in danger. Sure. I mean, Tom, you're absolutely right about that. But what can you really do about it? Well, one thing they can do is, uh, you know, the numbers that I just gave you, plus the slash and uh, maybe the squiggly and the, the username, and then, you know, use the URL without that and let people bookmark that if they ever do need to. You know, I see what you're saying. What you're what you're suggesting that. is that instead of instead of people Be bookmarking freetalklive.com to bookmark the IP address behind freetalklive.com. And you know that's not a bad suggestion. But of course, if you change your IP address, yeah. then uh, you'd have to get that yeah. new address out there. Prepared. Yeah, being prepared is one thing that they can do about it, just in case it happens. And when it happened, by the way, to WikiLeaks.org. Google.com simply uh, started giving people the IP address to go to get there instead. 
and that that worked perfectly well. But what if people can't remember the IP address for Google.com? Tom, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. You know, I'm not going to go ahead and replace all my bookmarks with the IP addresses of each one of those uh, websites because that would be incredibly time-consuming. And if there is some sort of... I don't uh, have that many bookmarks. If there is some sort of... I don't know how to do it. (laughs) How to do it? Well, you'd have to ping the website and then resolve the IP address of it and copy that down and then visit that and then bookmark it uh, as the new IP address version of the the site. Thanks for clearing that up. Yeah. So it'd be a lot of work. And what are the odds that they are going to do what Tom is suggesting? Not very high. Not very high. It seems unlikely that uh, that that they're going to come after the internet. They, the governments of the world, I don't know who is going to start. You know, aggressive organizations of one nature or another are going to come after the internet. But I suppose it's better to be prepared than not. I think the greater concern, is, as far as the internet is concerned, is just that it can be shut down entirely. Not not even resolving or just even unplugging the. The registrars just taking the internet down entirely to see sure. it done in Iran during the Green Revolution. They shut it down. You just can't communicate anymore. And people are so reliant on technology and their Facebook and as a means of communication with people. I don't. I think that's the greater concern. Well, I think that the, you know these are all legitimate concerns. How uh, probable they are, I don't. I don't know. Uh, how probable is it that they will shut down the internet here in the U.S. Doesn't seem very likely, and who knows what Certainly sort of shut it down in several other countries. I don't know. Well, that's true. Uh, those are smaller places. I mean, this is a fairly large, uh, you know, large area. I so believe. The, what would the hackers do in that case? I mean, they would I imagine go they'd ballistic. Be pretty upset. Hmm. I'm not sure what they would. It do. It would be interesting if they ever were to take uh, some sort of an, uh, I guess, an action like that, because there's likely plans that people have. I mean, if people are are thinking like Tom is thinking here, and I imagine other people are, people that know a lot more about the internet and the and its inner workings, uh, about what they would do in the absence of the traditional means. Like for instance, we talked with the guys from Bit Instant uh, while we were at Porkfest, and they talked about mesh networks. And the mesh network is something that you can set up with wireless uh, access points all over various different uh, landmass, and you can essentially create your own internet. So it's it's not like that something couldn't be done. We've got plenty of tech. There's plenty uh, plenty of routers out there, for instance. Uh, it would just be a matter of making it easy to plug and play for people that maybe aren't as, uh, say, technically adept as the folks from Anonymous. So I imagine they could come up with ways to make it easy. These new cards that we were talking with BitInstant about are going to be mesh network cards. They'll be able to communicate with one another. They'll be solar powered. You can charge them by flexing them, and you can have interpersonal uh, communications without having the Internet. And they were talking about charging 20 or 30 bucks for these cards. So the, the technology is there. The cost is low. I... I'm not the kind of person who worries about these things. I mean, you can go, well, you can go all crazy worrying kind about of people what could that, happen. It's kind of the people that do worry about these things that make it so that people don't have to worry about these things. I, right? get, what right. you're, I get what you're saying, yeah. but I, as the consumer you know, individual here who supports internet freedom but doesn't know a whole lot about how packets are transferred, uh, I don't have to really worry about it because there are people out there that know exactly what they're doing. And they don't really have to think too hard about it. Like these people that we're saying are worrying about it, they probably already have, you know, they've probably had this problem solved for a long time. 855-450-FREE. SACL CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. 
It's not easy for an unknown person to get noticed in this busy world. Hello, I'm Brad Ryder. I'm a songwriter and I have a couple of albums, one with a country sound and one that's Christian inspired. I'd like to invite you to visit my Facebook page, facebook.com slash downbearmusic. If you like what you hear, tell your friends. My name's Brad Ryder and my music is at facebook.com slash downbearmusic. And thanks for noticing. Live. The toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features. We've got the mobile site for those of you with a smartphone. Go to m as in mobile.freetalklive.com to access uh, that uh, site where you can get quick access to our live streams, including the broadband, mid-band, and dial-up versions of our streams. And it's all free, of course. Go to m.freetalklive.com. Plus, the Free State Project, your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime is to get together with other people who think like you. If you understand what freedom means, and that is that it's the ability to live your life how you want, so long as you don't harm anybody else in the process, uh, and you're willing to stand up for the freedom of others, then this is the right place for you. You can go to freestateproject.org and join with over 1,000 who have already uh, become part of the Free State Project, or already in New Hampshire, rather, as part of the Free State Project. There are over 12,000 that have pledged to make the move. Is it over 12? I, well, last time I could have sworn it was over 12. Maybe I'm mistaken about that, but I thought it was. It was over 11. Okay, I apologize. Uh, so, once again, you can go to freestateproject.org. And, in fact, when you do that, there's uh, the – you're right, Mark. I apologize. 11-8. 11,833. Getting closer. Over 1,000, though, are in New Hampshire. So, uh, freestateproject.org is where you can go to learn more about that. Our number here tonight, 855-450-FREE, as, uh, let's see, Marshall Hollins is going to prison now for eight years after having taken photos. And, Mark, interesting point that uh, CBS News didn't bring out in this news article was that the photos did not include any identifying faces. There was not any identifying faces of him and his Or apparently uh, scars or tattoos. Right. So of him Mr. Hollis his- uh, disobeyed the first rule of criminal defense, which is never, ever, ever talk to the police. If you are going to talk to the police, the first thing that you ask the police is, are you conducting an investigation? If they're conducting an investigation, you have nothing to gain from speaking to them. Even if they're not conducting an investigation, you typically don't have anything to gain from speaking to them. Uh, but, you know, it would be interesting, though, I mean, people might look at Hollis, who, uh, or Hollins, rather, who was 32 at the time, and they might look at him as, you know, some sort of a predator, his girlfriend. Fine, sounds like a creepy guy 17, to me. Whatever. But uh, I think that what's interesting to point out is, had Hollins been 18, it still would have been child pornography charges for him. In some states, it's, oh, and, uh, child pornography, my mistake. Yeah, this yeah. this man was not charged with statutory rape. It was not illegal for him to have sex with his 17-year-old girlfriend. They've charged teenagers below the age of 18 for taking, taking pictures, photos. pictures of each other. That's right. true. I mean... Yeah, if he were 17, he could have also been charged with child porn. Yeah. So it doesn't... His age does, is, is rather irrelevant. I agree with Mark. The guy, the guy hanged himself, really. For sure. 
And I imagine that happens uh, fairly often in these sure. in these situations. But all that said, it's still outrageous, and this guy doesn't need to be sitting in a prison cell for eight years. It's kind of a waste. I mean, you know, the, the creepy guy wasn't bothering you or I or anybody else who's listening to this show. I guess he was bothering her mother, apparently, by but, having sex with her daughter. But, you know, her mom might have been bothered by a, uh, you know, 21-year-old having sex with her as well. What are you going to do about that? Yeah. Really? You have a 17-year-old daughter. I mean, is, would she have been bothered? It's a tough place to be. Would you have, she have been bothered if it was an 18-year-old daughter? Because that's really the difference here. The yeah. difference is six months or so. I don't imagine she would have been happy with her 18-year-old daughter going into a, career, a porn career. I that mean, either. Not many parents. But there that's not what this girl who, was doing. This girl was having no, relatively normal sex. I remember sitting on a, a bench at school talking to another lad my age, and I'm going to assume that age was 15 or 16, about him having sex with this uh, this girl that was on the Majorette squad. Mm-hmm. I had known him, this, this kid, for years. And he had talked about the pictures that he had taken. In, in the 80s. In the 80s. With, uh, these were Polaroids. And, ah, that's a smart move. And, and you know. Because <laughs> they'll bust your ass when you go down to the... Uh, photo developer and you know he had offered to show me these pictures he didn't have them on him and i never did get to see the pictures uh, i certainly just talking uh, smack. I, I certainly uh, would have taken him up on the, the offer but yeah. you know it, 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 it's here nor there what the offer turned out but it, you know i believe that the pictures existed so therefore this kid who's you know a family guy by the way he married this girl's friend yeah who's <laughs> a family guy with a few few kids right now you know, doing uh, good work is, I guess he's working as a, pu- was a public school coach uh, or something like that. Mm. Doing fine work, whatever. He's a fine family guy. And, uh, you know, would that have helped him to go to prison for Not child porn? Not at all. Yeah, I remember that when I was in high school, since we're sharing school uh, porn stories here uh, Well, tonight, you guys are anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yours can't be very flattering. <laughs> Mine? Oh, yeah. Oh, well. It's not the naked pictures of the guys that anybody cares about, Demi. Well, you don't know, Mark. Okay, somebody probably cares. Okay. Okay, Can can we move on? Secret secrets. Back to to your porn stories, boys. Go ahead. (laughs) So there was one guy in high school that I guess uh, he had an attractive neighbor who I believe was also a teenager. And uh, he had a video camera that oh, he... Now this guy's video, a real criminal. Go ahead. He video recorded her while she was in her bathroom and brought that recording to school campus and proceeded to show it off to people. Amazingly, the word didn't get to the administration about it. Wow. Yeah. Super Cause, wow. Because you know the more people you show something like that to, the more likely uh, somebody's going to go and say something. Oh, my God. He would have been in so much trouble. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, this is going to be a relatively common thing. You live the next door to a house where an attractive girl lives. Somebody's going to want to look in the window. Yep. Now, did he do it from his what? window to her window? I don't know where he was. Uh, you didn't I don't see recall. the video. I did see the video, but I don't recall all the you know details about his physical location. I had not ever been to his home before, so I did not have. Uh, it'd be pretty obvious it. Uh, if if it was. I mean, you just don't remember. I just don't. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about you know a decade and a half ago right. here. So, hell, but, yeah. <laughs> he had a, a pretty clear view of this uh, young lady in it's, her. Bathroom. I guess the question would be how close was he? Is uh, really what it all comes down to. Close enough to have a decent shot of whatever was going Sounds on. Sounds like he's a full-fledged perv. Probably. <laughs> 855-450-FREE. So what do you think the punishment should be for that guy? I don't know. What did he do? I mean, he's creepy, but he was a teenage boy looking at a teenage girl that was through it the fence It sounds like trespassing at the very least. I, he, could have been, he could have been on his property, man. I mean, could this, have been. a camera can have a zoom lens that can... 
brings things closer than they might seem. Ladies, uh, so gentlemen, when you're going to take a shower, <laughs> if you don't want people to see you naked, close that the put blinds. To, put the, be put on the internet. Right. Privacy is your responsibility because there could be a creepy 15 year old uh, child or young young man. Child's not the right word, uh, but a young man outside of uh, your bathroom window. Apparently. And I don't know, again, I don't know how close he was, but let's presume he was on his own property. Or take is, a baseball is, bat with you. That would work, too. Is it a crime? To get, what if, if she were 18, if he were, because I don't know how old she was, right? I'm completely speculating. It's a you know fuzzy memory. It's still criminal behavior as far as I'm concerned. Let's say she's 18 and he's 15 and he's on his property and she's prancing around on her property inside her house with, you know, no clothes on. Is that a crime for him to record God. that? Seems darn close to a crime to me. I really don't like it at all. Um, but it's your responsibility to close your blinds, right? It's not like he went into her home, planted a bathroom in her uh, or a camera in her bathroom ceiling. Nemi, help me out here. Uh, Ian, I, I don't. I, I'm so speechless. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I'm just asking. I mean. He, is I that think that you're probably right, Ian. That uh, you know, leaving your blinds open to and prancing around like uh, uh, whatever. Prancing I, means nothing. That's right. a that's just something that someone adds to the conversation because yeah. Ian can't <sighs> keep off the crack. No, she certainly had no idea that she was being recorded. None whatsoever. Yeah, she was just going through her normal. You know, See, I think that, I think it would be a dirtbag move to take it's that and publish it. Dirtbag. Oh, move. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but he's a teenage boy. I mean, what do you expect, young man? So it's a dirtbag move. It's creepy, but it is. A, is it a crime? That's what I'd like to know. Since we went there, I, I, I um, think it's worthy of an ass whooping if he's doing it on my property. <laughs> yeah, I really don't like it. That's yeah. I mean, you're gonna make. You mean if he's your son? It's such a feuded. I don't know. If I'm the is person he... being recorded against my will, there might be a problem if that person is on my property. They best run fast. It's such I'm an offensive... You, he might have been on his property. It's such offensive behavior. I don't care whether you're on the property or not. It's such offensive behavior that it's going to elicit such terrible, a feud situation. 855-453. The SACL CAI toll-free line. You're certainly welcome to share your thoughts as well. 855-453. This is Free Talk Live. <laughs> You want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate well i know a guy who's really great it's the porcupine realtor do you want a home with 20 acres a lakeside cabin any takers for renters buyers and sellers too mark warden is the guy for you porcupinerealtor.com This is Free Talk Live. You are invited. Dial in toll-free at 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the various features on the site. They're completely free. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And here with you tonight, it's Ian. Nemi. And Mark. If you enjoy the program and want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com and you'll be able to buy pretty much whatever you're looking for because it's Amazon. Those are the links you'll find when you go to shop.freetalklive.com. You'll find Amazon links for the UK. You'll also find them for the, uh, the United States as well as Canada. So click into the right 
Amazon for you and get your shopping taken care of. Because whenever you shop through shop.freetalklive.com, Free Talk Live gets a portion of the purchase price. So shop.freetalklive.com. Uh, 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number here. Since we've been talking about people being naked, let's talk about them in bathing suits. Because apparently that's upsetting to people as well. Asbury Park NJ.com is reporting, as in New Jersey. If you step off the beach in Asbury Park and slide into a bar wearing a Speedo or string bikini, you're technically breaking the law. And a former city councilwoman is trying to make sure you know it. For decades, there's been a little-known ordinance in the Monmouth County City banning bathing suits on the boardwalk. So bathing suits doesn't sound like Speedos and string bikinis. Well, I guess it would depend on the definition of bathing suit, Mark. Because I need in, to know that definition uh, because you know I'm I'm thinking about the the guys in the uh, the straw hats with the handlebar mustaches in the uh, the full body uh, black and white striped bathing gear of years of old, a one piece kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking like, oh my god, my eyes, put it away, kill it with bleach. <laughs> like, who's who's going out to protect us in Asbury Park here? Uh, well, likely the uh, local constables will. Uh, for decades, there's been a little-known ordinance banning bathing suits on the boardwalk. Quote, No person clad in bathing attire shall be on the boardwalk or the public walks adjacent thereto. It reads. How about naked? Uh, well, there's probably a, a, a law about a, a that. prohibition on that one as well. Louise Murray, the chairman, chairwoman of the local Republican Party, says she no longer sees the law enforced and is worried that skimpy attire at the boardwalks, bars, and restaurants is threatening to wipe away Asbury Park's image as a classy Jersey Shore town. So she brought the issue to the city council and Because Jersey Shore is known so for classy. classy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw it on TV. <laughs> So she brought the issue to the city council and lobbied members to crack down on offenders. City councilwoman from 1997 to 2001, Murray, said, I understand that social things have changed, but forget that. Just put a shirt on. Oh, my God. She's a lot of fun, that lady. Yeah, this lady's great. City official <laughs> said the ordinance was passed more than 40 years ago. And probably Look, there's a lot of old ordinances so out in the, there. So in the 60s, right? Or the 70s. Yeah. Oh, more than, more than 40, 40, so maybe okay. late 60s. 60s. Starring okay. hippies running around in their bikinis. Probably dates back to the end of the 19th century when Asbury Park was founded by James Bradley, a bishop in the Methodist, Methodist. Episcopal Church. Yeah. The ordinance once carried a fine, like a parking ticket, though the officials admit they don't know much more about the law. How could they? It's not like they could possibly know what the law is. No human being could possibly know what all the laws are. It is their job. And what's interesting about lawmakers is that they make laws. They don't go back and unmake laws. Yep. Um, they're hired uh, on board in order to, you know, sort of oversee the the public. And that's just as much getting rid of old laws as it is bringing on new ones. And they have no interest in doing that. Um, I think it would be interesting to make these lawmaking bodies come to unity. Uh, it used to be even under the Articles of Confederation that, uh, and many other lawmaking uh, bodies in the past that people had to come to the, – the, the, the lawmakers had to come to unity on a law. They had to uh, – it had to be unanimous in their mm. decision. And you'd think if a law was good that you could get whatever number of lawmakers there were in Asbury, New Jersey or whatever it is that we're talking about here to come to 
you know, some kind of agreement on it, rather than having this uh, two-party back-and-forth push-push-push I mean, people are always looking for the two parties to come together. If these people would just be able to agree, and then is all you need is a majority to undo a bad law. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with working on majorities in that way. Deputy Mayor John Lafredo says he understands Murray's concern, but it's a tricky subject. The mayor says, how do you satisfy everybody? I don't think it's appropriate to just wear a bathing suit at a bar, but it's up to the business. If they allow it, they allow it. Yes, but it's an ordinance. The mayor is actually talking. I mean, this man's talking anarchy. Asbury Park has gone through a renaissance of late. A major shore resort in the early 20th century fell victim to urban blight in the 80s and 90s with much of the boardwalk closed. But over the last decade, things have changed where other shore destinations uh, are dotted with fast food stands, T-shirt shops and amusement games. Asbury's boardwalk is lined with high-end restaurants and shops. Murray, who's now 74, this is the former councilwoman. She's a blast. Remembers the days. (laughs) She remembers the days when women wore dresses when they walked along the boardwalk. Back then, she said... The bathing suit ordinance was enforced. It's not a beach town, said Murray, a lifelong resident. It's a city. We just happen to be on the ocean. Public floggings for everyone. (laughs) The floggings will continue until until morale morale improves. That's right. One question residents have is where beachgoers would go to change into more appropriate attire. George Sarotsis, age 58, who grew up also in Asbury Park, said there was once a set of tunnels and catwalks that connected changing rooms to the sand. Those changing rooms are long gone. How bizarre. How fancy and classy. Now, he said, patrons need to cross the boardwalk to get to the beach. So, (laughs) they've got themselves a little situation here. And from what I understand... Tyranny is so difficult to implement in a fair fashion. You know, people that claim that we have a nation of laws are people that have not paid any attention to laws. They just haven't looked or their implementation. Who could understand that? I love the idea of laws that are, uh, you know, applied uh, across the board to everybody. But I, I I have yet to see this happen anywhere in human history, including the United States of America. Where people pay attention to the law? Where people uh, apply it evenly. Oh, I see. You know, I, I mean, do police officers give other police officers tickets no. for rolling through stop signs? Nope. I don't think they do. So there you have a problem. Who's watching the watchers? Do governors uh, and their their convoys regularly get into the fast lane and zip down the interstate, putting other people's life and limb uh, at risk? Yeah, you better believe they do. Greg LaPlaca, the owner of LaPlaca Pottery Works on the boardwalk, says Asbury Park's become one of Monmouth County's most diverse cities. He said he's seen everything from guys in drag, dressed like celebrities, to men in overalls walking pigs. He says that's the flavor of the city. It's like being in Greenwich Village. And what if the city starts enforcing this ordinance again? He says that Asbury Park would be out of business. Now, Ms. Murray says her campaign is she not She doesn't out. care if it goes out of business, by the way. She cares about her aesthetic viewpoint. That's right. She doesn't care about your money. She doesn't care about your business. She doesn't care. She wants women in dresses and um, on the boardwalk and men with pigs off. that's the way it off. once was. It was so quaint. Once upon a time in Nashbury <laughs> Park... She goes on to say that her campaign is not out to target any particular group. It has to do with human beings, she said. We're coming back as a city... Do we want to end up like Seaside? Put a shirt on. That's all I'm asking. Is that so bad? 
She's a blast, this lady. I just don't know what else to say. I'm just waiting for the um, the breastfeeding mom contingent to come together on the boardwalk. <laughs> well, and now the from what I understand, protesters and there are going to be uh, some protesters. Oh my God, uh, her eyes converging upon Asbury Park. Uh, Mark, you gave me a heads up today uh, that apparently some folks are involved in creating an event, or uh, maybe you didn't give me a heads up, but I did see yep. a Eddie I did Free, see yes. something. Oh, Eddie, is it Eddie Free? Yeah, I know he's involved. So uh, Eddie Free from uh, the D.C. area, who we've had on the show a number of times in the past, he's done some great uh, civil disobedience activism, is going to be involved in putting together a group of people, I guess, to go wear bathing suits on the boardwalk. Uh, but it's not you – know, basically, they're not going to even have a chance of having this enforced upon them. Uh, even the uh, the police uh, – the deputy mayor here says that – It doesn't it's, even sound like it's really civil disobedience considering everybody's doing it, right? Right. Uh, we don't have the resources to enforce it, says the deputy mayor. It's not a priority. We're not going to have cops on the boardwalk enforcing Gosh, that. When are they going to say this about smoking How, a joint? Come on. Give me a break. How much does it cost for a couple couple cases of – what are those? Rubber – the rubber handcuffs, rubber the, the, zip, the, the, the zip, zip ties. The zip ties. Thank Not you. Not very much. Not much. I mean, yeah. come on. We don't have the resources. This is an important issue, Ian. <laughs> yeah. Well, clearly, put some clothes on. Clearly, uh, you know, this is a good example of how the police have discretion, right? I mean, because there's there are all kinds of laws on the books, but only some of them get enforced. So, Mark, you're right. The marijuana law is going to get enforced right. if some guys down the there. The first smoking. thing they'll tell you when when you talk to them about laws, stupid laws that are being enforced, is just do hey, our job. Hey, look, the legislators make the laws. If you don't want us to enforce them, then go talk to your legislator. Well, gosh darn it, people, the legislators made this law, so you need to enforce it. This is just more proof that this is not a nation of laws. Absolutely. And if it is a nation of laws, it's a nation of bad laws. It's the arbitrary rule of men and women as well. It's just people ruling over others. It's all there has ever been. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. More coming up. Hour number two on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Empower yourself by trading with value. Visit DontTreadOnMeme.com. Browse their unique silver dime trading cards and get all your favorite designs. Gift them, keep them, or trade them for something else. They're real value in a convenient package and a tool that you can use to spread the word about honest money and how it sets us free. While you're at it, check out their quality apparel. You'll want to be the first of your friends to get their clever graphics on you. Don't tread on meme. That's don't tread on M-E-M-E dot com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Nemi. And Mark. Once again, 855-450-3733. You can join us on our website. You can go there and actually submit whatever you want to it. All the items you see on the front page are created by listeners just like you. So when you see something online that you think is interesting or fun or exciting, outrageous, you can just submit it as show prep over at freetalklive.com. And then others can vote. And the most voted up make it to the front page of the site for more people to see and possibly us to see and talk about on the air. So go to freetalklive.com to get interactive. You know, uh, Mark, there was actually something that we talked about last week that we never had a chance to get to, and I wanted to make sure that uh, that we did do that because you said you really wanted to talk about it, and we just got distracted with Porkfest, uh, interviewing all manner of different people at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and we never got to the letter 
uh, about the protest. That's right. Uh, there was uh, a, a, a memorial a protest. Day. Yeah, there was outreach a, protest. There was a memorial Day parade in yeah. here in Keene, New Hampshire, and I by chance ended up uh, you know viewing it. It was a rather short thing. Uh, I guess the uh, the local. Uh, I don't know, whatever they are, National Guard here as a transportation mm-hmm. unit. So what they did is drove some tan semi-trucks up Main yeah. Street <laughs> yeah. for their parade. Well, and, all the tanks are in uh, Afghanistan and Iraq. you know. So. Right. So, um, you know, it was kind of a little strange, but, you know, that's what happened. There was also maybe a, a high school or middle school band and yep. the Taekwondo uh you know, group was, it was giving karate, a, but whatever, whatever it was, they were giving some kind of uh, demonstration, and I yeah. guess pounding for people to come in and uh, sign up for their, you know, sort of right. monthly uh, auto debit. Um, you know. They were memorializing the uh, the fallen uh, veterans or the fallen uh, military members by doing taekwondo practice. Yeah, I don't know. That was, that was a little weird. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's it was a it was what it was a you know, small town. Memorial Day Parade. And at the end of that parade, uh, myself and three other uh, liberty-minded folks had some signs uh, and a banner as well that uh, well, was... you were at the... Yeah, I guess you were at the mid- in the middle of the parade, really. No, we were at the very end of it. No, actually. you were the, in the middle of it. You were at the central square, and the parade went on much farther than that. No, actually, uh, Mark, uh, no, what happened was we started out at the, uh, the recruiting center, which is a little ways away from the center of town. Uh, we had a kind of a outreach there, protest there, sign waving, let's call it that, sign holding, and uh, did that for about 40 minutes, then walked down to Central Square, which is the center of town. The parade started a couple streets down or one street or two streets down from that, s- blocks, that yeah. location. And the parade passed by us as we stood there with our signs in Central Square. Right. And then at the very tail end of the parade, we joined the parade. That's correct. Proceeded to and then walk up basically uh, the half of the parade route um, at the end of the parade. Right. Okay. I th- I'm sorry. It's not, I, th- I thought you were saying that we were in the middle of the parade the whole time, and that's not true. We were at the okay. end of the parade. All right. I we get what you're saying. In Central Square, then joined so, the parade at the end of the parade. You and started up the street in the, the middle end. of the parade route. There, that would be more accurate to say. And not even really the middle. It was really the beginning of the route. I mean, they literally just turned on a main street. I need a map. At the end of the parade, you grabbed on to the tail end of the parade and walked as if it was appropriate for you guys to be walking behind the parade. Oh, I don't know if it was. I mean, a lot of people obviously didn't think it was appropriate, and that's where this letter to the editor came from Uh, that we can share with you here. You know, it's not like there was anybody. There weren't police walking behind the parade to, you know, scatter people that might. You know, get behind. There was the a police car that was not far from where we were, though. In so, fact, I think he was right behind us. Anyway, you guys looked, for all intents and purposes, like you had been assigned to being at the end of the. Parade. You had permission. I, I don't think anyone really thought that we had permission. To I be don't know. There. But uh, we were there, Who and knows some people, what people liked it, thought. and some people didn't. Well, I know what some people thought, because we know what one lady thought, because she yep. wrote a letter okay. to the editor. We know what some people thought. We, that doesn't give you the, the, the mind of everybody. And we know that some people liked it, because we got positive response from folks that were watching the parade as sure, we walked by. Sure. I, so, one local lady was pretty upset, though, and she wrote this to the local newspaper. I attended the Memorial Day Parade, as I do every year, to support my husband who participates in the parade as well as the men and women who have served our country, past, present, and future. It was so nice to see such a large turnout this year compared to past years. However, I was angered and saddened to have to bear witness to the protesters that felt it necessary to be at the end of the parade. I do respect and understand their right to protest the war and feel that they can do this every Saturday in Central Square. Were you guys actually protesting the war? I think you just had signs advocating for peace, right? 
Mm, what was there was one there was something that said something I'm not, about it. I'm not uh, disturbing the peace. I'm, I'm disturbing, disturbing the, the war. war. So there was that, and mine said peace is the way, and I forget what Chris Cantwell signed. Right. Uh, so these are pretty, uh, you know, just sort of generic signs. They, it's not like saying, you know, your husband in the 32nd uh, Armored Division is a paid killer yeah. for the man. No, there was certainly nothing like that. But that doesn't matter, Mark. It's uh, it's upsetting to people. They were expecting to see a completely pro-state uh, parade, and how dare we? How dare we? She says. So anyway, she says, you you can go ahead and do that every Saturday in Central Square, which for those that don't know in Keene, New Hampshire, every Saturday there are peace uh, vigils in uh, Central Square, and they involve signs. One of the few places waving. in America where you can actually see an ongoing peace vigil. This one's been going on for more than decades. decades. And uh, but she, she so she's basically saying, well, you peace peaceniks, you should be relegated to Saturday mornings where I don't have to really think about you. Sure, I don't go out on Saturdays. She says yet I found it very disrespectful to those who have or are serving our country to do this not just on Memorial Day but at the parade. I think it's it's imperative here to to point out. She says, I respect your right to do it, but but don't do it around me on my day. In my parade, on my streets. You know, and I just, you know, this is the part that I don't get, is if you're going to reach an audience, I mean, when would you do it? Isn't this the most appropriate day to do it? I mean, I have heard many times uh, from the soldier poets that nobody wants peace like soldiers want peace. Why is it that it's always the people who didn't fight the wars that are out there complaining about people not properly respecting the soldiers. I mean, I just, I, I, I guess I want to hear it from the combat veterans. The complaints, if yeah. they're going to be I some. mean, so often we're told, shut up, if you're not a veteran, you can't complain about war. Well, darn it, then you can't support it if you're not one. I'm trying to think. Uh, they're probably those worsened. are my streets. You cut down. I mean, I couldn't drive down uh, the the main street in Keene, New Hampshire, because as far as I'm concerned, there were a bunch of you know bloodthirsty state worshippers on the side of the street. Now, I wouldn't go and say that because I don't think it's a very convincing thing to say. But you know, I could just as easily say that. Why should they be using my streets? I paid for those streets. Your thoughts are Among welcome. Other people. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. So the letter writer... If you're going to have a public parade, uh, you know, paid for by the public, put on by the public, then the public should be allowed to be in the parade. Absolutely. And, you know, Ms. Zock here, the uh, letter writer, Carolyn Zock, uh, you know, she's certainly within her rights to be upset. You, you certainly can be offended if you would like. That's your choice. She goes on to say that these are the men and women who have died or serve time to make this great country free. Yeah, that's yeah. and free was in italics, <laughs> right? So free means and they don't just you, italicize that stuff for anyone in the Keen Sentinel. <laughs> you, yeah, that's you, an interesting they, point. Yeah, they won't. This and, is a in letter fact, to the editor. Generally, they will insert a few typos because they they're not that great at typesetting over there. But it, it just is. Yeah, that you can't get something italicized in in a letter to the editor and the Keen Sentinel. So <laughs> that was. Uh, is this but, why they call it the slantinel? Slantinel, yeah, yeah, it's terrible. It's and, terrible paper. And you can't get, um, I mean, you can't call something, free. it's it's not free if you can't get at the end of the, the, the parade. <laughs> right. I mean, really? I mean, if your parade excludes people, then it's not about freedom. I, I mean, 
did this woman approach you guys that you know of? Uh, not that I know of. No. I mean, I don't know. There, I, I don't know who this lady is. She lives down the street from me, but uh, I don't know who she is. I just, I, I have to laugh. I mean, and it's it's a sad kind of laugh because I was raised in a military family. I understand the the rhetoric that she's spewing mm-hmm. because it's it's what you live with when you're in a military family. It's state, 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 patriot, 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 and oh, the hippies. And you're free because of us, right? Right. right. We're, we're doing free. this for your freedom. And, and if it, we, we, you know, then they're doing a terrible job because yes. our freedoms right. are going away. Right. Soldiers. Right. Soldiers of America, and people please like stop Sock helping. Don't don't realize that, and and just want to keep keep perpetuating what's well, going on. Well, maybe if they here. kill more people around the world, we'll be more free. More maybe free. that's the problem. They're right. just not killing enough people. They're not starting Upsetting enough. Wars, enough right. right? Upsetting more enough coming people. Up. This is Free Talk Live at eight five five four fifty free. We're only halfway through her uh, letter. Get 18,000 radio stations from around the world. Pandora, Opio, Live 365, and MP3 tunes. With C-Crane's CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio. It's great in any room of the house. You can listen to your favorite station stream from back home, whether it's another state or another country. Play Free Talk Live's live streams, lrn.fm, or your favorite stations. If you're not familiar with the C-Crane company, their products are the best. Get the CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio at ccrane.com. ccrane.com. Take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number. This is Free Talk Live. We call it that because you're free to call in, talk about anything you want, and we do it live seven nights per week. Here in the studio this evening, it's Ian. Nemi. And Mark. 855-450-FREE, or maybe it's not the evening where you're listening. could be on the West Coast. You could be in the middle of the night uh, somewhere in Europe. Uh, 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. allows you to get on the air here with us and bring up whatever might happen to be on your mind here as uh, we continue with a letter. That we'll be sharing with the remainder of you uh, with we will share it we will be sharing the remainder of you of it of with which you. we wow. will be, re- be sharing the remainder wow. of with you shortly. Yes, I am a radio professional. <laughs> uh, in moments, well, I'd ask you to tell tell them about gold.freetalklive.com, but I'm afraid you'd flub it up. Uh, you can go to gold.freetalklive.com to get rounds, coins, uh, bullion, whatever kind of gold or silver that you might want to get into your hand. Uh, We've teamed up with Midas Resources, and they will get gold and silver to you, to you quickly, and to you at some of the best prices you're going to be able to find on the internet. It's gold.freetalklive.com. Not only are you helping yourself by getting precious metals in your hands, but you're helping Free Talk Live when you go to gold.freetalklive.com. All right, so our number again is 855-450-FREE. There's a lady that wrote a letter to the local newspaper here in Keene, New Hampshire, about the Memorial Day protest that uh, took place where myself and three other local activists joined in the parade on Memorial Day at the very end of the parade and walked with peace-oriented signage uh, toward the uh, to the end of the parade. So we walked for the remainder of the parade and joined it just after it had begun. Uh, that apparently upset some people, including one local lady who, of course, trots out the usual uh, nonsense of, oh, well, the military fought for your freedoms. It's, she says these are the men and women who've died for. Now, uh, I think that military is uh, that, you know, let's I'll, I'm willing to give fought for your freedoms to the uh, the Continental Army of the colonies. Uh, from, they didn't even know me. 
Uh, agreed, but I'm willing to I'm willing to give that to them. I don't think that there are too many militaries. Perhaps the United States military during the War of 1812 was uh, fighting against the British who might have retaken the colony. When, in fact, uh, I guess the war was being fought over a practice that, you know, wasn't being done anymore. You know, the United States was way behind and really was itching for a war with uh, with Great Britain and was only saved by a hurricane, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a freak a hurricane that hit Washington, D.C. So, uh, you know, I mean, I'm willing to go ahead and give them the, uh, the War of 1812. 200 years ago, some people might have fought for my freedoms, but I don't. You know, I mean, and soldiers may fight because they think they're fighting for my freedoms. And I I appreciate the thought. So should you support their delusions? Right. I mean, you know, (laughs) I suppose I suppose that, uh, you know, should we all just play pretend for the good of the soldiers and, you know, their psyches? Because, oh, yes, thank you for fighting for my freedoms, even though we're less free now than they were when than we were a decade ago or two decades ago. Another another turn of phrase that I've run into several times is our way of life. Where they they defend. Right. Now, that's they're defending. It's kind of it's it's more of a it's kind of moving away from the whole well defending our freedoms yeah it's, but, it's, it's a more accurate statement right but, 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 but what does it even mean our way of life what Who's does way we, of life? fighting for the fatherland mean, mean well right do you mean the way of life of going and taking life is that the way of life they're talking about yeah because that's not my way of life well it's also the uh, basically to me what it says is that we're defending the corporations that basically own the politicians for whom we are fighting um, I mean that's what our way of life is this country's interests they'll often use that terminology mm-hmm. too when they're talking about foreign policy well this country's interests don't seem to be in alignment with my interests right well, what is a country anyway? Just an idea. Right? Well, a country, uh, I mean, you can apparently is the government that runs it, right? Well, government I mean, is just an idea too. It's just men and women. It's Fine. their interests. So to use collectivist terms like the country uh, really obscures what's really going on. The country doesn't do anything. It's just an idea. Eight five five four fifty free. Your thoughts are welcome here. But let me continue with uh, Carolyn Zox's letter here to the editor. She's very upset about uh, what she considers to be very disrespectful towards those serving our country. She says they have died or served time to make this great country free. Free so they, the protesters, as United States citizens, can demonstrate their beliefs. My father was too young for World War I and too old for World War II, but he flew our country's flag high every day. He told my brother and me that we were blessed to live in a nation where we were free. Free to work where we wanted and do what we wanted. He also told us... Has she tried doing what she wanted lately? Apparently she doesn't want to do any interesting things because all of the interesting things are are illegal. illegal. Pretty much. Or maybe what she doesn't realize is some of the things she's doing are actually illegal. Maybe uh, Maybe she's living under this mistaken belief that she, oh, I'm a law abiding citizen. There's a lot I only, of I only roll are. every third stop sign. Yeah. <laughs> I never speed. I love it when we get people on the air who uh, are taking us to task for, you know, doing things like uh, running through a stop sign or, and of course, you know, looking both ways first, but uh, making our own decisions, taking us to task for that as though they've never done anything that was ever illegal, as though they never had a drink under the age of 21, as though they never have uh, run through a stop sign or sped five miles an hour of the speed or limit. Or sped up to go through a yellow light. Yeah. It's I'd be ridiculous. Happy. I'd be happy to support a, a nation who 
whose uh, greatest depredations are speed limits and uh, stop signs. I mean, you know, I, I, as far as I'm concerned, the foreign policy that we are fighting for now was created by the military, the use of the military up to this point. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, what's going on in the Middle East was set up decades ago by the CIA uh, intervening in Iran and intervening with uh, the, the, the Sauds, the, the House of Saud uh, and, and these, you know, these large nations in the Middle East. So uh, this is just payback. This is what happens when you get involved in you um, in other people's politics. What would how would you feel if some foreign nation, call them China, came in here and, you know, helped off the Democratic uh, incumbent who's running for president? Mm. I mean, what would you think about that? You'd think that that was a pretty tyrannical country with a lot of hubris. Maybe the only way that country can be taught a lesson, if you think in, in generalities and, um, you know, the sort of collectivist thought, as most people seem to, is, the, is to, you know, take them down a peg or two. So she goes to talk about how her daddy taught her that we're free around these parts, free to do what we wanted, she says. He also told us what a privilege it was to be free to vote. My father died when I was 12 years old. He made a lasting impression on me about my right as a free citizen to change the things I did not like by voting. I mean, this sounds like something you'd read in government civics class. Yes. It just seems straight Very out of the indoctrinated. Textbook. Very indoctrinated. And what strikes me as odd is her father wasn't even enlisted. Like my my dad was a colonel in the in the army. I can understand living in indoctrination in my house mm-hmm. growing up or in my family, uh, but someone who who didn't even have family who served is well, is doing is saying this. Well, she, her father was in the military, but too no. young. No, that's not what she's too saying. Too young for World War One and too old. I thought for she World had said previously in the uh, letter that uh, her father was uh, had served in the military. Negative. Am I mistaken? That is a mis- mistake. Okay, he had not, but he did fly the flag high every day. She great, says. great. I mean, you know, I just love those people that uh, you know did <laughs> sing the national anthem at the top of their lungs. Absolutely. We've got more coming up from Carolyn here in a moment, uh, and your thoughts are certainly welcome if you'd like to uh, add into this discussion at eight five five four fifty three. The SACL CAI toll free line. Have you ever walked in a memorial? Day Parade uh, holding peace signs. You should try it. We're coming up. It's Free Talk Live. MindThings.com is a fun online game that pits you against people around the world to mine for scarce resources. Do business in a capitalist economy with virtually mined gold tax-free. You could be a trader doing business between cities, a pirate lying in wait for hapless traders, a guard capturing pirates, or one of nine other professions. It doesn't require a big-time commitment. Your mining robots work whether you're logged in or not. It costs nothing to play, but you can buy bonuses. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MindThings.com. Use coupon code FTL. Double your mining speed. It's free. MindThings.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here for you tonight, 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. Tonight, it's Ian here. Nami. And Mark. And those features on the site include our webcam. So for those of you that would like to watch the show, you can do that over at cam.freetalklive.com. You can also... Uh, interact in the chat room. There are folks in there pretty much every single night, and the chat room is built into the same page as the webcam, so it makes it real convenient. Cam.freetalklive.com. SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable. If you have a business that 
perhaps you got into in order to do the business and not in order to do a bunch of paperwork for accounts receivable and that sort of thing. SACL CAI can handle it for you. Um, you can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's top one on the right-hand side of the page. The principal over there, Jason Osborne, is a big supporter of Liberty and a big supporter of Free Talk Live. It's been uh, sp- sponsoring Free Talk Live for, for many years. It's uh, SACL CAI. So we're sharing a letter to the editor here from a local person in the Keene area that's very upset about a protest that went on at the end of a local Memorial Day parade where myself and some other uh, liberty-minded folks got into the parade with pro-peace signage. And she's very upset. She calls it very disrespectful. Uh, she, and course, the pro-peace signage really was pro-peace signage. It wasn't it was not anti-war. You know, stop this war. Stop the Afghan war. The soldiers are baby killers or any of that stuff. This is just give peace a chance kind of thing. Kumbaya, normal stuff. The lady here uh, is pointing out that her daddy raised her right. He taught her that this is a free country. And uh, he, she goes you know, on his, to say, Her daddy might, might have been from uh, the Soviet Russia, where, uh, where we make you three, you know, whatever it is. Uh, you know, maybe comparatively. The United States was quite free to wherever Maybe. it was uh, that this gentleman came, and I can understand why that person is grateful. However, and it probably was a lot more free forty years ago. Uh, yeah, forty. <laughs> it's probably well, a lot. Uh, she's. You're, you're I don't know how old Ms. Zock is here. I've, I'm going to just je- guess she's in her sixties because she's writing to a newspaper. But. Her father was too old, uh, too uh, too young to be in World War One, and too old to be in uh, World War Two. Which, hmm. um, you know, my friend Vernon, who's in yeah. his, I think he's in his early 80s, whom I go to see once a week. Right. He was in World War II. Okay. This lady. Is older than him. She's, yeah, I mean, that's, I, I don't know. She's, she's, she's given him some competition. Hmm. Well, either way, she says uh, that she, she, he made on me a lasting impression about my right as a free citizen to change the things I didn't like by voting. Yeah, and that's something I wanted to address here. Um this lady is essentially participating in protest, right? She's writing, By writing in, to the editor. She's writing into the letter to the editor. Now, certainly, she's you know this is it's a different sort of protest, but that's what it is. She's not participating in voting. If she actually believed, because what she's suggesting here is, is if you don't like the system the way it is, get out and vote, you mm-hmm. stinking dirty hippies, right, and stay out protesting. of my parade. Yeah. And if she believed that, she would be voting for the city council person who would outlaw this kind of behavior. She'd be rallying her city council people or whatever. Don't give her to, any ideas. Well, I'm just saying that if she believed in voting, just voting. Yeah. Because voting is pointless as a statistically insignificant act. Well, now, she doesn't not have say, to, though, right? I mean, like, she's she's pretty comfy the way she is. It's a lot easier to complain. Oh, no, she's than, not getting what she wants. I mean, she is in the, minor, the minority here. I don't think that too many people think that what you did is worth throwing you in jail. I don't think. Maybe I'm wrong. But um, especially in this town. But So <laughs> this lady's participating in, in protest. If she actually believed that voting, and I'm just talking about voting because mm-hmm. that's what she was talking about. I'm not talking about running a political candidate or being involved in politics because I think that you can be, you know, the, the, the more you're involved in politics, the more effect you can have. But if you're just talking about voting, it's a statistically insignificant act. So why doesn't she just hush up and vote for the candidate that she believes would be best at keeping the hippies off the street? Well, then she'd be following her own advice. Right. right? And her advice stinks. Yeah. And maybe she knows that it stinks, uh, because uh, maybe she is aware of how unwieldy the system actually is, and realizes that uh, that would be, you know, the most effective way to get people off of her back is to just go have them vote. 
because then they wouldn't bug, be bugging her. Sure. All. And if you don't believe that voting is a statistically insignificant act, go look at the totals in your state for whatever the candidates were in 2008 for president and then decide that you're going to change your vote retroactively from one side to the other and see if it changes anything. Even if you did change it, it even if it was a one vote uh, you know, difference between the candidates, it still wouldn't be significant in that, oh, whoa, so you elected John McCain instead of Barack Obama. Sure. That'll change things. Admittedly, there's not much of a difference between yeah. the two political parties. I'm just pointing out that voting between the two political parties largely is a statistically insignificant act. If you want uh, to have an effect, you need to be considering local elections and that kind of thing. But there's still oftentimes statistically insignificant. So allow me to continue with her state-worshipping letter here, chastising uh, the activists for daring to speak out during a Memorial Day parade. How dare you? Uh, She says, I hope the next time the demonstrators choose to demonstrate, they think about the sorrow and hurt that they may have caused the families and the men and women who have given their lives for us. I guess Really? We've we've hurt them after the fact. They're already dead, but we've managed to hurt them. Well, well. She, she, she's upset that her father would have been upset by this, and I can see that there's what that's, um, you know, that's true. But isn't it just as valid to say, I hope that the, um, I guess we're talking about families here, I hope that the people that potentially sign up to be soldiers and their families think about the hurt and sorrow that uh, of the innocents that are killed in war? I mean, According to the uh, the State Department's own papers, we leaked through WikiLeaks more than a hundred thousand non-uniform non-combatants were killed in Iraq. I mean, uh, uh, these these soldiers that come back with the PTSD. They've shown through studies that the PTSD is far worse when these uh, the, the worst cases of PTSD are caused by guilt. Yeah, it's not by what That's you see true. the horrors of war or the explosions or things that smell like that smoke or anything like life. that. It's the it's the guilt that you yeah. feel for either what you did singularly or collectively. Yeah, or correct. That, or that you assisted with the taking of life. That's correct. I'm glad you brought up PTSD because I, I have to wonder if the letter writer is one of those people who will go up uh, just uh, and meaning all the sunshine in the world say thank you sir for your service right throw them throw them back uh, six months in their their therapy yeah exactly exactly because a, a dear friend of mine had had severe ptsd and he couldn't stand going out in public because mm-hmm. in in uniform or in his small town where people knew that he was he had gone he had gone to iraq and he didn't want to be thanked for his service because he was appalled by what he had to do in order to survive himself to to come back. Right. I would hope that he would say something. I mean, if I understand that it's going to be difficult, but to be in a situation like that where uh, you know you don't want people to bring this up, but they keep doing it yeah. because they know who you are, I would hope that he would speak up at that moment and say, "Look, you know, please don't thank me for this. Right. This is what I did, and I'm not. Yeah. I'm not if proud you, of it. If you had the foggiest." inclination of what i did if you had just one drop of the knowledge of what it's like in war you would not be celebrating war because mostly it seems that people celebrate war when they're celebrating these memorial days and the soldiers Mm -hmm. you know i'm happy as i could possibly be that a soldier is alive and safe at home and no longer following the dictates of what i can see consider to be a a a government that's you know slipped its bounds uh the slip the bounds of justice and morality and you know it's just sending them off to do whatever they say and threatening them with a jail cell if they don't do it 
So uh, letter writers like uh, Ms. Zock here can find comfort in this uh, belief system they have that, oh, well, it's, it's not the sorrow and hurt that the military caused these families and these, uh, these dead people by sending them into these hell zones where they commit atrocities and do horrible things to other human beings and have their buddies blown away next to them. It's not that sorrow and hurt that's the problem. It's the people walking the parade with the peace signs. Yeah. You're the, Exercising you're the their First Amendment right. Yeah. You know, and, and that's it, all know. the people were in the front of the parade were doing, too. You know, they've got their favorite colors. They didn't go off and fight any wars. They've got their favorite colors. Let's talk about our favorite colors, red, white, and blue. Yay, yay, yay. And, uh, you know, they don't have any idea what these wars are like. I've read over and over the essays that these soldiers write when they return, and they're not so thrilled with these wars. They're not so thrilled with the actions that they were forced to take by their government. If the protesters are not happy with Washington, then change Washington. Do not take it out on a day that is set aside to honor our veterans and remember those who lost their lives so that the rest Protecting of us can be free. Protecting the Constitution. Protecting the Constitution. That's the oath they took. First, first they swore to protect the Constitution, not anybody's sensitive proclivities about patriotism or their More idea clear. of it. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number here is 855-453-SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you appreciate what we do here on Free Talk Live, you can show the appreciation by going to become a Free Talk Live amplifier and get perks. You get stuff like the amp-only call-in lines, the amp-only podcast, which doesn't have the commercials the regular podcast does. And also uh, other things like the AMP Only Forum and more. Go to amp.freetalklive.com to learn more about the program. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Clint, listening in Arizona, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Nemi, and Mark. Hey, Clint. Hey. Um, actually had a few questions about the AMP program. Oh, excellent. Um, any way you can push the button to make me sound like the uh, LRNFM Guy, oh, you want to sound like Zeus, Zeus from LRF, yes. LRN.FM? I'm afraid, I'm afraid God pushed that button. Yeah, you're talking about the deep voiced uh, voice actor kind of guy. LRN.FM. Yeah, yeah I, I can't even do it. He talks like that in real life. I've uh, you've been on down, the phone with him. No, no, I'm, I've sat down with uh, to meals with the guy, with oh, the really? guy, to a meal with the guy. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, because seems like every time my voice is recorded, it doesn't sound very good, you know. But <laughs> you can't do that for me, huh? Afraid not. Now, that's not one of the perks that comes with the AMP program. Um, actually, about the AMP program, what uh, what types of things do you do uh, to advertise to get more listeners? Ah, great question. We do have uh, Google AdWords that is uh, constantly in motion. So people that are searching for things like uh, talk radio, FM talk, uh, very you know AM talk, things like this, phrases uh, that are similar, 
uh, will be shown advertisements uh, about Free Talk Live, uh, you know, in the little Google sidebar thing that they have when you do the searches there. So that's one way. Uh, there's also Facebook ads that uh, that are running as well. So those are two ways to get more l- listeners on board from across the world. We've also hired a market internet marketing director. Um, you know, I'll admit. He's not working for much, but, um, you know, we've got... Oh, right. Yeah, we've, Ian doesn't even remember. We did this a couple of weeks ago. Now, Porkfest intervened, and he should be getting rolling right about now, but... So he's going to uh, be tweaking the Facebook page out a little bit. We're, we have the expectation like that, that uh, we're going to, you know, see, you know, be rolling out some uh, more listeners and that kind of thing. Does that answer your well, question, I'm wondering Clint? if I got turned on to Free Talk Live via the AMP program. The first time I heard about it. I think I was listening to a podcast of a local show, Libertarian Solution, mm-hmm. yep. and I think they had a commercial for it. I I was just wondering if that would have been a, a AMP. Nope, they must have been doing that okay. on their own. Uh, that's uh, that's one of the shows that appears on LRN.FM. It's a Sunday afternoon uh, program in the Eastern Time Zone. There we thank them. They're actually based in Arizona, I think, uh, and they it's, it's only actually a one hour show. It's the only one hour show on LRN.FM as far as the live shows are concerned, and they've been on for a, for well, I guess probably well over a year at this point. And so I guess uh, the folks over there at the Libertarian Solution are running some free talk live ads just to fill some some airtime. You know, talk radio hosts have to take breaks because uh, you know, nature nature calls yep. and uh, so i mean they're they're always going to be looking for ads generally when you're you know when what, what free talk live did early on is we didn't have the time to uh, sell ads we didn't feel we had the reach to sell ads for any great great price or anything like that so pretty much for the first two years that we were syndicated we didn't even bother. We just let uh, Genesis Communications Network, our syndicate, just run ads in our place. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we might have stuck a few things in here and there just uh, because we were interested in them. But So we did the same thing when we were starting out, just kind of stick in things that we were interested in. So there you go, Clint. Other questions? Um, I, I was wondering if there was anything that people are doing that is effective as far as turning friends and other people onto it. You know, I've tried... Uh, getting some friends to listen and whatnot, and although you make it really easy to download the podcast and things like that, mm-hmm. I haven't had much success. Um, one time when I was on a hunting trip, I had an MP3 player, and I had a lot of episodes on it, and one of my friends fell in love with Stephanie's voice, and when he got home, he listened to it for a little while, but that's about the only success that I've had. Well. If if people aren't interested in listening to talk radio, I mean they're not going to listen, right? I mean, if they're not if they're more of a music listener type of person, it's going to be difficult to get them to uh, to listen to I think a talk radio program. So I might... find duct tape is effective. <laughs> just hold them still. <laughs> um, you know, so I it just depends. Th- I think that you're doing the very best thing you can in sort of your life. Now, I think you can share on your Twitter feed or your Facebook if you've got either of those any kind of social networking you have. You can s- share, you know, a-, a show once a week, and that's probably the most effective thing you can do on that's, the internet. Yeah, but in real life. You know, you listen and other people hear it. I can't tell you how many people have told me that they heard because a friend of theirs was listening to it and, you know, it went on from there. Yeah, when I went to the Arizona Republican State Convention, and when I was there, some people had some news up about, you know, other things. And I was thinking that would be an interesting thing to do some year is to go down to one of those and set up a free talk live booth and have it playing and have the stickers and stuff like that. I don't know 
how far that would go. That'd be incredible. I don't know what the response would be like at a Republican convention, but I guess if a bunch of Ron Paul people were around, maybe it would be uh, it would be useful. Um, and I, I always question whether or not one should have like I've, I've always seen this at at uh, you know different county fairs and things like that where a booth operator will have like a TV set with a video on a loop. Does anyone really stand there and watch that? Really? You've done a lot of booths. You you tell me. I'm just wondering. Well, I mean, I'm asking people who have presumably gone to county fairs and things like that. Has anybody ever gone through the you know the vendor area and just stopped and taken a, a look at whatever was on a TV set that was playing? I really? think you'd probably be better off just handing out CDs of the show um, at the booth. You know, again, you know, handing them to people. And unless maybe it's put- NASCAR, people going to county fairs will always stop, stop at NASCAR. NASCAR. Okay, but oh, something educational, yeah, educational, something informative. Infomercial? Yeah, no. no. Not going to happen. Yeah, I thought about putting it on CD to hand it out, which I think that would be an effective way to do it. I would need to get a little better at some of the audio programs, because I don't think you could fit a whole show on one CD. No, not an audio CD. You could certainly put several shows on a data disc that uh, that you handed out. You could probably put you know, well over a few weeks, a couple weeks' worth of yeah, shows. Yeah, but then the that. average CD player won't play them in a Correct. car. So you'd have to make an audio CD, which would be like an hour, basically, of the show, or 70 minutes. You might be able to fit, let's see, audio CDs are, what, 79 minutes these days? So you could basically fit two hours of the show on one CD, because after you cut out all the commercial breaks, Breaks and that sort of thing. It, it basically breaks down to 40 minutes of talking. It'll game. certainly be a good teaser. Yeah, so that's a possibility. Yeah, I, have, I have some friends that drive quite a bit to and from work, mm-hmm. and they work kind of by my house, so thinking about putting some on CD and then just go leave them under their windshield wipers. And Are the people that you're you know inviting, I think that's, I consider that to be littering personally, but uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate your interest and the efforts that you are interested in uh, you know putting into getting people into Free Talk Live. Gosh, thank you for, for that and thank you for caring enough about the show to uh, to share it with your friends and I understand you know the frustration. But you know one of the questions that I think is an important qualification question to ask somebody before you share with them talk radio is, hey, do you like talk radio? <laughs> And, uh, of course, then again, maybe that's not a good question to ask because people have preconceived notions about what that means. You know, if you ask the question, do you like talk radio? A lot of our radio? audience doesn't listen to talk radio. Right. Yeah, so how do you deal At with this? At least the podcast audience. <laughs> you just talk to people about the topics you hear us talk about on Free Talk Live. Hey, you'll never guess what kind of crazy story I heard on Free Talk Live. And start a conversation. And uh, that's what I would do. Yeah, I tell you, if um, if you disagree with somebody on a subject... Uh, suggesting that they go and uh, back up your opinion by listening to or reading something generally is pretty ineffective. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, you know, go and do something in order to make me right. Uh, people generally don't do that. Um, but if you if they agree with you on some subject, then oh, this is a radio program that you might enjoy. It's right. called Free Talk Live. You can go get the uh, the last seven days for free off their website at freetalklive.com. Yeah, that's a good point. You will, or or you could you know kind of. Sp- if you're going to place play something on like a Facebook page, you could always put something on like, well, you won't believe what these guys said about XYZ issue and then link to uh, the SoundCloud uh, link of that particular episode or uh, and or the actual time code at which the incident happened uh, that you want to share. Of course, there are also uh, there's some folks that are taking our promos and putting them on YouTube, for instance. We have these 60-second th- audio promos that uh, some people really enjoy, and they've taken to put them on YouTube. So that might be a way to kind of tease somebody into the show with, instead of hitting them with a full hour of content, you know, just give them a minute-long promo to listen to. Because what is it they say the average YouTube video or the, like the most successful YouTube videos are an average of two minutes long? I think so, yeah. I believe that's the case. So maybe that's another yeah, way to approach when it. when those promo events happen, because I hear that, you know, I know the commercials you're talking about, 
I listen probably every other day, but somehow or another, I'm never listening when those events Some happen. of them are pretty old, actually, when I do promos. I'll do, like, a few times a year, I'll cut, like, six or so promos at once. And once in a while, I will cut something from fresh content, but usually for every one I cut from fresh content, I cut from old, like, content that's, like, three years old. I've literally got that many promos that I've marked, essentially, to go back for years uh, so I've got my work cut out for me. Clint, thanks for uh, the interest, and thanks to everybody that shares Free Talk Live with uh, with friends and, and family. And eh, It's much appreciated. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI tool free line. Coming up, you can take control, bring up anything you want. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. Talk Live, and we're launching into the third hour of the program. You, as always, can bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733 here tonight. It's Ian. Nemi. And Mark. And we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. You may create the content of the site there, add whatever you want to it. Find a URL online that you want to share. Maybe it's a news article, blog post, perhaps a video. You just submit it as show prep at freetalklive.com. It is voted upon and the most voted up. Make it to the front page and the top of the site. So get interactive for free, of course, over at freetalklive.com. Now, uh, much more to discuss here this evening, including an, a, a fry assault. That's on the way. But first, the there's some sort of a it's not a, is it like a welfare card and yeah what, what is yes. this thing? The, there are my understanding, if I'm reading the articles correctly. The electronic benefit transfer cards are used by states' benefits departments to issue cash to recipients, and they can be used like debit cards. It's like a check card? Yeah. Like, or like what they give you when you get out of jail, for instance? I, I don't that you know. know but I don't know. Derek J. just got one of these things the other day. I got one when I got out. They just swipe a card at a machine, and they put your remaining balance from your jail account onto this card. And you know, There's all kinds of crazy fees involved in using them. Uh, are there fees on top of the EBT card? Well? I, I honestly I don't know. Imagine. I don't know. I mean, really, was the government give people free money and then put fees on top of it? It wouldn't sure. surprise me. When, right. I, I'm it, with it would Ian. surprise me. I mean, that, that is incredibly stupid. So this is a story from Peterborough, New Hampshire. It's a, a town not far from here. It's probably right. half, an away, half an hour away from Keene. And I actually know, um, I've seen this lady um, in the store. She's uh, worked there for four years. Oh, excuse me, six years. Uh, Jackie Witten, a six-year employee of the Big Apple store was said she was fired after a dispute with her boss over accepting ebt cards as payments for cigarettes she said i gave two weeks notice and i tried to bow out gracefully she said but the next day i was fired she said she declined to accept an ebt card as payment for a packet of cigarettes Hmm. as i said the ebt cards are used by state benefit department to um get money out to people so it's disability um and it's not limited to food stamps like WIC, I know you need to you can't buy candy with or, or whatever. But the, apparently on these cash advances, there's no restrictions. She said she saw um, someone a week prior walking into a different store and buying beer. 
uh, three 18 packs of beer with their EBT EBT. card. Right. And it's completely legal. Right. So basically, she was trying to make a stand, essentially, like a political stand. Right. She didn't think it was right. Yeah, so she was a clerk, and somebody was trying to buy some cigarettes with the, what appeared to be a welfare card, a, mm-hmm. a food stamp card, the, from yep. what she could tell. Yes. And uh, she probably didn't know the difference between these two types of cards, and I don't see any reason why people should. But she thought that, thought it was wrong um, for that person to be able to do that, yeah. and she thought it was against the rules for that person to be able to do that. So Did she, she think it was them. against the rules? That's according to the article. Yes. No, I'm reading also from the Boston Herald. I've got three different news articles here. Um. It says, the gimme guy was a young man, about 20, when he asked for cigarettes. She, she handed him to him, but asked for his ID. Because at the store, another issue entirely is that they card everyone. It does not matter if you're 72 years old, if you walk in there to buy a packet of cigarettes. So she's used to this paranoid uh, viewpoint of the, the, the state agents are constantly in there trying to, or that she believes they could be in there uh, to try to sting it's operation on her and, and bust her. So she wants to be extra, extra careful. So if she believes that it's the rules that uh, one cannot buy cigarettes with the EBT card. I think it was more of a moral thing for her or ethical. Well, she said, I said to him, do you think the man in line behind you and the lady behind Behind him, want to buy you your cigarettes? Okay, so it was a political well, statement. Wait, right. wait, no, no, no. The, I, I don't think it was because this. I think that this escalated um, over time. It said that uh, he came into the store, asked to use, um, asked him for his ID, handed over his EBT card. EBT cards are used for both food and cash assistance programs. So there are two types of cards, and one can only be used for food. The other can be spent on anything used. Uh, just like Witten said, that she did not think the EBT card could be used for purchase um, to purchase cigarettes and refused to sell them to him. Hmm. So so it started out as I'm not. I don't think you can, and then it moved to I don't, I don't think, think you should, should be able to. Right. Yeah. And I agree with uh, you know I, I understand why she didn't think he could, and I agree that she he probably shouldn't be, be able, able to. to. She says I I've never seen the likes of it. She said Monday night people who could work using welfare money to buy cigarettes and beer, and it happens all Shocking. the time. <laughs> That's right. She said after her stand, things at Big Apple went downhill quickly for Jackie Witten. Her manager called the New Hampshire Department of Health and Human Services and was told that cigarettes and beer can be purchased with cash as opposed to a food EBT card. Because, Mark, you you specified there are two cards. There's one for food and there's one for apparently beer and cigarettes. Right, because people who are on welfare need to get be able to get beer, beer and, and cigarettes. cigarettes. I mean, really? Did who thought this was a good idea? Is what I want to know. To just give people a card they can use. Well, yeah. the, the card and allow them to buy beer and cigarettes. I mean, you know, there's there's going to be levels of indignation that this card is going to elicit. Sure. At the top of that is going to be crack and right. uh, illegal items, and then we go down to cigarettes, and uh, then we're going to go down to alcohol and then you're going to go down to sugary sodas and high-end and then underneath that maybe high-end foods like lobster and steak yeah steak right now i think that steak's really pushing it i don't trust people when they say steak because there's some really crappy steak out there you can get steak for 250 a pound. Mignon, how about that right if, uh, now that that would be an expensive thing but you know i mean you can call whatever you want to call a steak i mean it's 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 a misleading term so I, as far as I'm concerned, if I was passing out these these cards, you would only be able to use them on fruits and vegetables, uh, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables, not ones that came in cans. But now you've got a, a huge structure that you've got to put into place, which sure. in, would would involve you know whatever automation systems the various different stores have to where yep. they could be able to reject. Well, cards exactly. Based what on can, what was being this purchased. card must have that that structure, otherwise you could use it anywhere for anything. You can use it anywhere for, for anything. anything. You it's can, cash on a card, dude. Right. This is it's, it's totally like it works be, like a debit card. So I could 
use it for anything. anything. Okay, Anywhere the, you know, whatever the logo's on what, the back, what, wherever they're accepted, what you're you can use getting it, it okay. for is completely different whether or not you're actually using it for that like i don't know rent i guess heat. You're, yeah i'm stunned by that that it's anything anything but there you go so Witten's manager told her she could no longer refuse to sell cigarettes or beer to welfare recipients so she gave her notice mm. but she was still working behind the counter when another youth came in with an ebt card looking for cigarettes she says he was very capable of working so i told him to get him a job I told Here, him to get mine. a job. That's right. <laughs> a few minutes later, she was fired. Wow. Spokesman for the 78-store chain said yesterday, quote, company policy is to follow rules and regulations, and the sale of cigarettes to EBT cardholders is legal. She right. didn't wish to follow company policy, so she was let go after four years. Wow. So there you go. I mean, it's it's interesting. A person takes, uh, takes a stand, and uh, they get canned. I understand why the company chose to do it. In fact, she was on her way out. That's probably why she took the stand. But she took the stand previously, too. Wait, had she given her notice no. prior? To, no, no, no. She gave her That's, notice after the first stand. She right? said, I gave two weeks' notice and tried to bow out gracefully. Right. And then somebody came in. And and within that two day, weeks' period yeah, of time, The next day, her. somebody came in. And then she was, and then she had to deal with the situation again. And, you know, yeah. she's already leaving in two weeks, so might as well, might as well tell the young man that uh, to looks, get a job. appears to be, for all intents and purposes, able to work to go get a job. He He's certainly able to walk in and buy some buy some, cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people just don't like that whole get a job thing, but no, no yeah. especially when you get a card right. with cash sent you know, every month. Frankly, right. and being you're, a person you're who's worked since I was twelve years old, I, I, I think that works good for people. Yeah. I don't think it's an insult to tell somebody to get a job. So, Mark, I think it's good advice. How, do you want to buy these people their cigarettes and and beer? You know, I don't. Yeah, I don't really either. And I'm gl- I'm glad she said no. I mean, I, I, and what strikes strikes me as asinine is again, this store requires ID for anyone, regardless of age. Yeah. And in New Hampshire, you you need to show ID if you don't look 21. It's not 35 or 45. Or Some in, states it is that way. I understand yeah. it isn't in New Hampshire. So what they're saying, they get people at at, at these places all really concerned because this is their livelihood this lady has has a house has kids and people to support you know and they say okay so now you have to card everyone when that isn't the law so what the spokesman is saying is is bunk it's follow rules and regulations you know, well, that they doesn't mean card everybody too. i mean so the the yes, company but- has its own rules and regulations that it follows and in some cases those might be set based on what other state laws are and they just put them across their entire company they just take whichever the the most stringent rules are and they just put them across every single store i think people are just shocked by the idea would be will be just shocked by the idea that you can buy cigarettes with a government uh, assistance card 855-450-FREE is the SACL cai toll free line you can take control of the airwaves and presumably you could go to a strip club with it too presumably more, more on the way here uh, you can bring up anything free talk live There's a legendary piece of equipment in the radio world. It's the CC Radio 2. It has the best AM reception, bar none, thanks to their twin-coil ferrite AM antenna. It also has stellar FM reception, plus ham and weather. I recently got one. It's the nicest radio I've ever owned. If you're not familiar with the C-Crane Company, their products are lauded for their quality by experts the world over. I highly endorse the C-Crane Company. Get the CC Radio 2 at ccrane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E.com. You 
you may take control of these airwaves by dialing in to our toll-free number. It is 855-453. That number brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Archives are available there. You may download as many as you like. They go all the way back to late 2006. Plus, we've got our SoundCloud page, which makes it easier than ever to share episodes of Free Talk Live with your friends on Facebook. Uh, you can find the SoundCloud link over on the left-hand side of freetalklive.com under the Listen and Share section. If you're looking for to get better AM reception uh, where you live, the CC Radio 2 is a legendary piece of equipment. I mean, this is, uh, this is the single best radio when it comes to picking up AM. It has a great FM tuner. I've been using one for a couple of, a few weeks now. And it's, it's a really, it's, it's a fine piece of equipment. Everything that's made by the C Crane Company tends to be the very best. Um, but the CC Radio 2 really is a tried and true piece of equipment. As far as picking up uh, AM signals, if you're on the periphery of an AM signal, that you want to get, this really will do it for you. You can call 800-522-8863 to get one or go to ccrane.com. When you check out at either location, mention Free Talk Live because when you check on the website, they'll give you an opportunity to say radio and then where where'd you hear about us, radio, and then Free Talk Live. When you do, you'll get a free flashlight. Or if you call the 800 number, obviously, you can just say Free Talk Live. It's 800-522-8863. Ccrane.com, 800-522-8863. To the phones, to the fun, your thoughts. Matt, with uh, listening to XM uh, Satellite Radio's America's Talk in South Dakota. Matt, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Nemi, and Mark. Hello. Yeah, I was wondering what you'd think of Octomom using her uh, publicity to get into the porn industry, and you suck dick, you fucking faggot. Oh, we can't let you say that on the radio. Thanks for the call. Uh, Appreciate it. Hearing from you, that's not going to work, I'm afraid, because we've got neat technology that prevents that sort of thing from happening. So our listeners had no idea what you said there. 855-450-FREE is the SACL CAI toll-free line. So we'll continue here uh, with your calls, and we'll try uh, Simon. Is it that funny? I mean, to be able to, you know... You kiss your mom with that mouth? Say dirty things on the right... I mean, you you can say all kinds of funny things on Free Talk Live, and we will let you do it. Sure, I, mean, if I you love wanna, a good crank call. You want to you crank us? Crank away! But... You know that's the best we can do. Yeah, getting on the getting on the radio and saying uh, foul language, just blurt, blurting it out, uh, is the most uncreative, the the worst kind of crank call there is. Right, it, does, it barely even qualifies. It gives as a crankers crank. bad names. Yeah, let's go uh, back to uh, the phones here. Try Simon listening in Tennessee. Simon, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how are you? Just super. Go ahead with your thoughts, Simon. I'm probably going to butcher the guy's name. I believe a friend of yours is Adam Kokesh. Did I say that right? That's yeah, correct. Good job. Adam Kokesh uh, from AdamVersusTheMan.com. Great He's guy. been on this show before. Okay, now uh, I just listened to the replay of the Jay Thomas show. He was just on there this afternoon, I believe. He actually plugged the uh, Porcupine Freedom Festival. Excellent. So I was going to let everybody know that the replay will be about 2 in the morning on the Jay Thomas show. I think it's the second hour, so it'll be on like 3 in the morning. Well, that's, on, uh, that's for people that know where to get the Jay Thomas show. Is that an XM program? Yes, that's uh, Stars 2. I forget the exact uh, channel, but it's Stars 2 on XM. Well, I'm glad to hear that yeah. Adam Kokesh is getting around. Uh, Mark, you were kind of jealous of uh, Adam earlier today because he got the uh, you know publicity. I'm not jealous of him. I think he did a good job. Well, okay, yeah, but you wished you could have been uh, – you, you wished that Free Talk Live had done as good a job at right. uh, I think it's interesting publicity. that, uh, that uh, you know, two, two talk show hosts go to uh, one, the single event. One of them gets uh, you know, mentioned in uh, the Boston Herald. The other one doesn't. 
Yeah, well, I mean, he put the event on, so he That's deserved great. all the uh, the attention. You're, of course, talking about the profanity event that happened in Middleborough, Massachusetts yesterday, which is why I imagine that uh, that he was on the radio. So what about uh, Adam Kokesh? Anything in particular, or did you just want to plug that guy's show? Well, yeah, I was going to talk about what he said on there, but it's funny that the other caller just cussed and got kicked off there because, like you said, that's what I'm calling about. He was talking about being in Massachusetts protesting the profanity law. Yes, sir. And it was something to the effect of he actually told a cop, a cop that he was, uh, you know, the F out of there. Yep. And he said the only reason he didn't get the ticket is because he told Jay Thomas this. He said he had a camera in his hand. But I was going to let you know that, uh, I don't know if you know this, but Jay Thomas and most of them are pretty much big liberal Democrats. Mm-hmm. Or they either do it for comedy, you know, they actually are. It's kind of a Howard Sternish type show. Yeah. But uh, it was great that he stood up for uh, freedom on the show. You know, they kind of gave him a hard time and, you know, making fun of him because he was, doesn't have a big show. Uh, I don't know how, I mean, yours is a lot bigger than uh, any, you know, Just XM show, but they were giving him a hard time because all he has is a uh, podcast. But it was great to hear him on there. If anybody wants, to so they were so they out. were giving him a. Uh, it was it was not a friendly interview, is what you're saying? Uh, not necessarily. They, they joke around a lot, you know. And uh, of course, he had the freedom to swear on the on that because it's just XM only. But yeah, they. Uh, I'm not sure if even one of the characters are real. It may be a kind of people speculate. Uh, looks like Phil Henry. There's a character on there. They call him Ira the Weatherman, mm-hmm. and he was really getting you know what I'm saying. I can't remember what he said, but you know, he just gave him a hard time saying he's a big Democrat and that. Uh, now, what would you do if somebody came and cussed out your grandma, you know, and uh, and then Adam was talking about actually having a balance, you know. Yeah, there needs to be you know, something done uh, in one way or another if you're cussing out your grandma or well, whatever. Well, the way you handle that situation is you talk to, you know, you talk back to the person. You either ignore them or you talk back. I mean, that's the only thing that you can do if somebody's saying something that's offensive uh, in public. Alternately, you can also pull out a video camera and record the person being a fool and then, uh, you know, put that on uh, on YouTube, which actually is what you're referring to. He was in the police station at Middleborough. Uh, I guess this happened, must have happened after lunch because uh, we weren't there for this. The activists from Keene weren't, uh, weren't all present for it. Uh, but he went into a police station, proceeded to ask the police officer on duty questions about this law banning profanity and proceeded to drop a few uh, you know f-bombs into the conversation as the police officer basically admitted that he wasn't going to arrest him because well he's got discretion i mean police officers can choose to completely ignore almost anything there are some laws that say that you shall arrest but most laws are uh, you know and it really it really doesn't matter the way the law is written the law can be written as ironclad as uh, as they want to write it but the police officers always have the ability to use discretion to decide not to enforce it so that video by the way from adam kokesh is up over at freekeen.com i posted it there earlier and uh, so folks can see that happen hey simon thanks for the call tonight i appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. Mike is in Dallas. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Nemi, and Mark. Hello, Mike. Hey, I was uh, I was thinking about something today. Um, you know, I used to listen to this show, I'm sure you're familiar with Alex Jones. Oh, yes, yeah. sir. And, uh, yeah, everything he talks about is always about, you know, how uh, the elitists want us dead. They want to reduce the population. Mm. They want us in FEMA camps and all this. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, you know, there might be some parts of conspiracy that are true, but you know, if the if the people that are called elitists, you know, like the Fortune 500 CEOs and stuff, you know, want everybody either dead or in FEMA camps, who's going to keep them rich? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, what exactly. if there's nobody to buy McDonald's? What if there's nobody to buy Nike shoes or Apple iPads or whatever? I mean, how are they going to? Wouldn't that? Isn't that like cutting off the hand that feeds you? Kind of. 
Absolutely. If the idea is to enslave the the whole world, as is purported on these uh, conspiracy shows, then why would they want to kill off most of their slave population? And also, here's another good good question: Why haven't they offed Alex Jones? I mean, if he's out there, you know, putting the word out that uh, that you know is supposedly the truth, that's what he, you know his producers would. The have guy does believe. a lot of research. He does a lot of research, and no doubt he reports, I think, accurately on a lot of uh, police yes. state increases. It's the conclusions that that are drawn that I don't always agree with. And well, I don't, I don't doubt. And Mike, if you want to continue the comments, uh, you're welcome to stick with us. I don't doubt there are people around the world who would like to see the population reduced. I mean, Ted Turner's an example of that. There are plenty of people that believe that the, the world's overpopulated. But it, a lot of the elites that he's talking about don't actually run companies. These would be people that are beyond that. There's more coming up. We, we can get a little bit more into this here in a moment. Eight five five four fifty three. It's Free Talk Live. It's not easy for an unknown person to get noticed in this busy world. Hello, I'm Brad Ryder. I'm a songwriter, and I have a couple of albums, one with a country sound and one that's Christian-inspired. I'd like to invite you to visit my Facebook page, facebook.com slash downbearmusic. If you like what you hear, tell your friends. My name's Brad Ryder, and my music is at facebook.com slash downbearmusic. And thanks for noticing. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want toll-free at 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Still to come, we get a chance. We'll tell you about the Fry Assault, one 450 free uh, And tonight here with you, it's Ian. Nemi. And Mark. Uh, join us over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features waiting for you. Listening options, we've got them. Broadband, mid-band, dial-up versions of the show around the clock. They are available to you to listen to the latest episode. Over 100 great AM and FM stations across the country. XM Satellite Radio also carries the show every single night of the week. In addition, you can find us on free-to-air KU Band Satellite in North America. The webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way. Once again, head over to listen.freetalklive.com to get tuned in there. That's listen.freetalklive.com. It's all free there. If you're looking for the name brands for equipment, uh, say outdoor equipment for camping, hunting, shooting, uh, survival gear, whatever it is that you might want um, as an outdoors enthusiast, you want the name brands because, well, you know, those are the things that you can count on to last. I was just over at uh, manventureoutpost.com last night checking out some uh, knives, and they've got all the name brands that uh, one might look for. Cold Steel sticks out of my mind right now. They also have uh, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment, everything that you might need at manventure, manventureoutpost.com. Family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. You can get an additional 5% off with coupon code F. TL at manventureoutpost.com. They'll ship it to you quick. It's manventureoutpost.com, coupon code FTL. Let's go back to Mike in Dallas, uh, listening to XM Satellite Radio's America's Talk. And Mike, you were talking about some of the conspiracy shows out there and how it is that a lot of them are propagating this belief that the elites, the world's elites, are going to try to exterminate 80% of the population. And, uh, you know, I think Alex Jones does a lot of good work on re- revealing the police state. I think he does some great research on that. But it's the the, the future uh, predictions that tend to be of the speculative nature. And uh, as you pointed out, it seems pretty ridiculous that they would eliminate 80 percent of the people that are working and toiling in their factories. And this isn't just Alex Jones, George Norrie and all of um, them. Oh, really? Is it on Coast to Coast, too? It's all wrapped into this one sort of, uh, you know, belief system. And, the, you know, they'll, they'll try to explain away 
every major news sort of catastrophe out as there as part of a conspiracy. As part of cons- I mean, it's there. There hasn't been a natural disaster. Every hurricane, every earthquake, every fire. Oh yeah, that's harp, right? Started by the elites, um, and they've got their just, radio tower. It that, gets uh, ridiculous. Makes so go ahead, Mike, uh, with your thoughts. Yeah, it just it makes absolutely no sense. If we're all working for just a certain amount of credit on an implant under our skin, we're sure not going to be buying Levi's and Starbucks if we're trying to feed our families. It just doesn't make sense. And the, thing, the question you posed is, why is Alex Jones still alive? I've wondered that myself. I mean, that guy, uh, uh, what, uh, Breitbart, what's his name? Andrew Breitbart. Yeah, yeah, he, he was going to release something on Obama and ended up dead the next morning. I mean, how does Alex Jones stay alive when he's spilling the beans on all this stuff? Right. I mean, Alex Jones has his own movie about Obama. He's he's been putting out videos for uh, you know probably close to two decades now at this point. And uh, of course, if you if I were to answer as a conspiracy theorist, I would say, well, if they killed Alex Jones, then we'd know. That would be the answer of the conspiracy theorists, because then it would be proof that there was a conspiracy. But if I mean, Alex Jones is going to die, and the possibility exists he's oh. going to die in a car wreck or die a heart attack. of whatever. I mean, you know, he's he's no svelte man. He could very well die of a heart attack. Well, plus uh, heart attacks tend to strike the angry, and Alex Jones certainly is somebody who can get worked up. Could be a, could be a stroke. You never know what, yeah. it, what it might be. I'm not wishing um, ill on the man. No. I think he's younger I, than I am, actually. Uh, so, I mean, I've I, met I him. want he's him very... to stay alive in, in, in the course of my lifetime. I've met him. He's been... Been nice, you know. Yeah, he's, he's had us on his he's show. An earnest and and pleasant individual. I just, I think he intends the best. I really do. I, I mean, I don't believe the conspiracy theories. Like, there's a cons- there are conspiracy theories out there about Alex Jones. So, like, one of the conspiracy theories is that uh, Alex Jones is actually a CIA plant, and that uh, he's essentially putting these conspiracies out there to distract people from what's really going on. And of course, that is that there are lizard people. <laughs> just kidding. He, Alex Jones yeah. doesn't believe that one. Oh, he doesn't? No, absolutely not. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. Uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't believe that one. And the other thing I wanted to ask you guys about is, you know, if I always think like if I were president for a day, I would get rid of welfare and I would no longer give uh, foreign aid. But what do you think about the idea of selling U.S. citizenship? Because I think that, is it is it not true that in ancient Rome, that a slave could buy his citizenship and become a Roman citizen with money? I think I you already do. I mean, if you are not born a citizen here, you certainly buy one. Yes, you can. It, yep. you, don't get one free of, uh, you don't get one free of charge. Citizenship is for sale in the United States. Uh, but the problem is is that citizenship isn't available to people who are uh, – the biggest problem is is that people who would might start these companies like Google or eBay, um, these are all started by foreign nationals in the United States, and that you know the immigration service keeps those people out. People that have the capital of entrepreneurship as opposed to the capital of actual money, you can pretty much buy your own citizenship if you have enough money. But um, yeah, as, as far as Roman citizens go, I don't know whether you could buy your citizenship. How can you but hold you on? Could buy your freedom. How could you sell or transfer something that doesn't even exist in the first place? <laughs> I mean, there is no such thing as a citizen there. So, would you like some airtime? No, there's for no citizenship. Uh, no, but you know what I'm saying here. There's no way that you can sell something that does not exist. The airtime is something intangible. Yes, I see what you're saying there, but there there's a limited amount of it, even though it doesn't. It's not physical. I see what you're saying, Mark. There There's all kinds of scams computer. out there. They'll sell the same gravesite over and over again. Well, the I mean, citizenship is a scam is what I'm trying to say. They I know that's t- what you're saying, they will but tell you, how can you sell it? It's easy. People will give you money for it. It's, it's something of value. But you can't transfer it. It doesn't exist in any way, shape, or form except in your head. You can't transfer a gym membership. <laughs>
But at least there's evidence of What kind of question is this? It's a stupid question. There's evidence. Stop it. There's evidence Citizenship is something that people will pay for. It's the ability. Look, if I want to sell admission tickets into my house, people might pay for them. Citizenship is an admissions ticket in the United States and the ability to work. Of course people will pay for it. I get what you're saying. Quit sitting there and acting like you're dumb. I'm not acting like I'm dumb. What I'm pointing out here is that, yes, you can buy citizenship, which means that the government won't attack you for coming here. They'll give you some sort of card. Worth money, but but I'm trying to tell you that there, it doesn't exist after that. There's nothing. There's nothing you can transfer. There is no citizenship because to be a citizen means you have to uh, you owe a duty of allegiance in return for an obligation of protection. Go look it Daddy up. He loves this. Go. It's true. Go look it up. This is why I'm not saying anything. I, this is not a conspiracy theory. This is the dictionary definition, not just the legal dictionary, but the actual dictionary definition of citizen. You owe a duty of allegiance in return for obligation of protection. The police and the military do not have an obligation to protect you. The Supreme Court has ruled it again and again and again. The government, not only do they not have an obligation to protect you, but they have no obligation to provide you with anything at all. They have no obligations to you, period, because there is no agreement. There's no signed contract. There's no citizenship. It's just an illusion. So you can't transfer it something that doesn't exist. Mike, any other thoughts? No, I think that's it. I think I'm going to spend a little bit less time worrying about the New World Order and martial law. I totally agree. I mean, there's really not much you can yeah. do besides, <laughs> you know, join the Free State Project and, and, and try to stop martial law from, uh, from coming. Stop the police state. Thanks for the call. That, you know, that's real. The idea that there is a police state. There's evidence for that. That's something you can look at and point to. You can look at the checkpoints that are internal in this country. You can look at the checkpoints that are on the border. You can look at uh, you know, the TSA taking people's clothes off and dumping people's urns out with ashes uh, spread all over the yeah. floor. Uh, I mean these people get away with almost anything, almost anything. The slower they go about it, the more they can, uh, they can get away with it. If they try to take too large of a jump in tyranny, people will scream loud enough to kind of push it back for a short period of time. But ultimately, they are very successful in increasing the size and the scope of the police state. And uh, worrying about it is not going to solve anything. Worrying about whatever you know, new technology they might use to enslave you is not going to help. But preparing yourself for, uh, or getting active rather, in, uh, and working towards achieving more liberty in our lifetime can help mitigate the, the, those possibilities for the future. If you get enough people together who are going to refuse to obey whatever ne- the next diktat is, then they're not going to get away with it anymore. Yeah, the reason that I um, tend to... I, 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 you can't prove or disprove conspiracy theories. This is one of the things about them. You can, uh, If you want to believe in them, you can certainly seem smart to your neighbor or whatever. But you look at the uh, Kennedy assassination uh, conspiracy theory. This one has been extraordinarily successful. I'd say more than 50% of Americans believe there was some kind of conspiracy there. Yeah. What did it succeed in doing? What was the change that was wrought by getting more than 50% of the population to believe this? I would say some Hollywood producers got some money out of uh, making movies and documentaries and such. It was that. Change. It's pointless. It's pointless to talk about. 855-450-FREE. Share your thoughts. Free Talk Live. Empower yourself by trading with value. Visit DontTreadOnMeme.com. Browse their unique silver dime trading cards and get all your favorite designs. Gift them, keep them, or trade them for something else. They're real value in a convenient package and a tool that you can use to spread the word about honest money and how it sets us free. While you're at it, check out their quality apparel. You'll want to be the first of your friends to get their clever graphics on you. Don't tread on meme. That's don't tread on meme.com. This 
is Free Talk Live. You may dial in and bring up whatever you want. The toll-free number, 855-450-FREE. Moments remain, but enough time for you and your thoughts here tonight. If you don't get in this evening, you can do it tomorrow. We do this thing seven nights per week. Join us over at freetalklive.com. Our number again, 855-450-FREE. And when you go to freetalklive.com, if you enjoy the fact that the site is free for you, you may promote the show. One guy uh, called in earlier to ask how to get the word out about Free Talk Live. We actually have some tools that uh, you can utilize that might assist you. We've got flyers that you can post uh, perhaps on local bulletin boards, local college, for instance. Uh, you can go to promote.freetalklive.com to access those flyers, download them, print them out, modify them to your heart's content. We also have graphics that you can download for your website uh, or blog. You can put uh, banners up or get our high-res graphics, make your own banners, make your own shirts. You can do that, too. It's all over at uh, promote.freetalklive.com. Whatever you decide to do, uh, whether it's just as simple as uh, putting an episode on your Facebook page through SoundCloud or it's as complicated as printing out and distributing flyers or putting something on a website, uh, anything you do to help Free Talk Live get into some more ears is much appreciated. So once again, promote.freetalklive.com. As we continue taking your calls, Kelvin in Colorado on the Amp Lines. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, good evening, uh, Ian, Mark, and Nemi. Hey, Hey, Kelvin. Kelvin. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I had uh, heard you guys discussing the Memorial Day thing again, and the lady that wrote into the uh, the newspaper and all that. And uh, the first time this this came up, I had these thoughts, and I didn't get a chance to call in. So, uh, my understanding is that the concept of Memorial Day is a day of remembrance for uh, military members who died in war. Uh, so it seems entirely appropriate that when mourning our friends and loved ones, that uh, we also contemplate why they died and whether or not it was truly necessary and uh, worth it. Uh, So I think what may be happening is that when you get flack over uh, joining the parade with the peace message, it's due to people's discomfort when they allow themselves to contemplate anything outside their upbringing. Absolutely. uh, That's very true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the the raw, raw patriotism that they were indoctrinated with. So, uh, well, it's, to- it's totally, uh, you know, the uh, cognitive dissonance is what you're describing that comes up when people's belief systems are challenged by reality, by their, you know, the uh, the reality that can be observed versus what they were told by dad growing up. I mean, the, the woman's letter that we read earlier was basically, you know, oh, my dad died when I was 12. But before that, he put into me the idea that uh, the country is free because of men dying for the military in some foreign land ever over elsewhere. And you've always got to, you know, sing the national anthem and swear the the Pledge of Allegiance, and we're all free here in this country, uh, little lady. And, and she uh, believed it. For Memorial Day, somebody posted on my Facebook wall, and I, you know, I've got more friends than I care to have on Facebook. Uh, but you know, one of these people, uh, you know, said that soldiers are heroes. It looked like this mass spam thing, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I went and asked, well, which soldiers are you talking about? Are you talking about the Nazis? Are you talking about the yeah. Japanese? Are you talking about the uh, the Romans? Are you talking about the American soldiers? Which soldiers are heroes? Now, I got Good no question. response to this. No one asked no. me. But if and you don't, if the soldiers are heroes, then uh, which ones are you referring to? I don't even know if this person lives in the United States. I mean, they could be talking about the Guatemalan soldiers for all I mm-hmm. know. Good point. Kelvin, any other thoughts? Uh, no, I just wanted to, to get that out there because I, I was having a hard time understanding why, you know, the, the attack comes, well, you're not American and you're, you know, against the, our country and all that stuff. You don't and support the troops. Right, and apparently that's how it comes out, it, that, that's funny that that's what comes out, but the real question is, was it really worth it for these people 
to die because uh, that's what we're supposed to be thinking about when we remember them is their lives but, and that they're gone and, and why are they gone and, and i think uh, that people don't want to look at is it possible i mean certainly people die in vain so and and one would say that all those other soldiers in those other countries they pretty much they died in vain right the nazi you know the the germans the good germans not the nazis but the good germans that fought for the uh, the weimarked or whatever um those they, they died in vain uh, the you know the, the the japanese yeah yeah they're good people now they make fine tvs they uh, however died in vain the uh, the you know the rabid nationalists that they all were well anyone not serving the american empire must have right. died in vain so so therefore what you must believe therefore is that everybody who has served the united states military has died for good causes do you really believe that mm. i mean that's a that's an incredible stand to take right the united states hasn't been wrong in a single war yet i mean whoo that's whew, that's a good one what about the soldiers who died in the indian wars most americans won't support the indian wars um you know did they die in vain Thanks stuff. for the call, man. I appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. I love the uh, words of Malvina Reynolds uh, from 1964 in her song, it, is, it Isn't Nice. It isn't nice to carry banners or sit in on the floor or to shout our cry of freedom at the hotel and the store. It isn't nice. It isn't nice. You told us once. You told us twice. But if that is freedom's price, we don't mind. And that's essentially what this woman that wrote the letter to the editor was saying. Oh, well, you can have your protests on Saturday mornings, but how but dare you come by our parade? It's the hanging butt that'll get you every time. Yep. What you should be doing is whatever I think you should be doing. It doesn't right. upset me or offend me or hurt my precious little feelings or my idea of what it means to be a patriot. And, uh, you know, we've been told this many times. We talk about these things on Veterans Day, Memorial Day, July 4th. You pick your you pick, pick your nationalistic holiday where Americans support war, want to fly flags and, and uh, you know, shout hooray when uh, fighter jets, killing machines fly overhead. Um, we pretty much talk about this. And every time we'll get responses like, oh, you shouldn't be doing this on that day. That's our day. That's right. Nationalist Day. You know, as if you're going to listen to what they have to say. Otherwise, when do you talk about this stuff? Uh, that's what I liked. What Chris Canwell said in response, he wrote up a, a piece about it. I think I posted it over at uh, FreeKeen.com. He wrote. A, he was one of the four um, peace yes, he was. advocates at the Memorial Day event, and he wrote up a really great uh, re- sort of, I guess, experience of what happened. And his question was, "Fine, I'll go." On an, I'll do this on another day. Can you tell me what day, what time, what location, where we can do this to where the, the war is going to end afterward? Like, wh- when would be the best time to go ahead and do this? I'll go ahead and do it then so we can end the war. Not going to happen, right? No. Well, these people don't want to see this any time. They just – they happen to be on the streets to watch this parade. We happen to be in the parade. So they saw signs with which they disagreed. These are the same people that are going to flip you the bird on Saturday morning when you're out at the, uh, the regular peace protest. I go out to that peace protest peace on a pretty regular basis. Not regular. I've certainly been out been more, there than, more, out, more times than, than anybody I know um, that uh, doesn't go. You know, the, uh, I guess that doesn't make any sense yeah, at all. Anybody okay. in the liberty movement. You've done it. I've been, I've been out to that protest more times than you. Uh, that may Ian. be true. I've been a few times. Yeah, 
now a few times. I've been out uh, you know, dozens of times. And, I, you know, you get flipped the bird. I had one angry guy come up, uh, look for all the world like he was going to punch me in the mouth. And he says, I am mm-hmm. a veteran. And I said, well, and I pointed so to my he. friend who I was next yeah. to. And I said, he's a World War II veteran. What did and, he do? Well, he turned around and walked off. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you shouldn't be doing this, and turns around and walks yeah. off, you know? I mean, like, yeah, there's, the peace protest is full of veterans. Yep. You, don't, you people who aren't veterans, who are complaining about people protesting the war, thinking they're being disrespectful to veterans, a lot of them are veterans. One-fourth of the uh, people that were in our peace uh, event were, uh, Emberly was a, is a veteran. So what do you want? Yeah. You know, there's a veteran. They were, they were marching with a veteran. Right. Is their opinion uh, less valuable because they're for peace? Like, right. it, they're a veteran That's for exactly peace? That's exactly what it is. Because this isn't a Memorial Day celebration to support the troops. It's a nationalist holiday to support the colors red, white, and blue. Mm-hmm. And if you don't and like barbecue. that, get out of here and go to Nicaragua. Don't forget the barbecue. There's actually another one coming up uh, for the, you know Independence Day, which is now mostly known as the 4th of July, is coming up. In fact, I mentioned Emberly. She's one of the bloggers at Freekeen.com. She has created an event, uh, Wear Black on Independence Day, mm-hmm. in, in you know memorial of independence. <laughs> because no one celebrates that anymore. They're all celebrating the 4th of July. Of course, we can talk more about that, as we inevitably will, on the, uh, that particular date. But I just thought that was interesting that I'd never heard of that before, uh, wearing black on Independence Day. I think I can participate in that one. That's, an e- that's, now that's easy uh, to do. Whether or not anyone's going to ask you a question about why you're wearing black, how effective the protests will be, yeah, I'm man. not certain. But it's dubious myself. The easier the protest, I think the less effective uh, they, they tend to be. The, the, the I'm not going to buy gasoline on the 4th of July. Oh, geez. You're not being serious. <laughs> you get those emails all yeah. the time. Don't buy gas on this day, that right. day. Don't buy anything today. <laughs> oh, I'll buy it tomorrow. Corporations. <laughs> I'll buy it tomorrow. Big deal. Right. right. And we are out of time for tonight. But back tomorrow, you can join us online in the meantime over at freetalklive.com. And uh, it has been Ian here with you. And Nemi. And Mark. Oh, we'll see you then. freetalklive.com. The following edition of the Edgington Post interview series is brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier today for as little as three bucks a month. Get perks and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And here's Mark. All right. It's another edition of the Edgington Post show here on Free Talk Live. My name is Mark Edge. I, sh- I host the show, Free Talk Live. You can find it at freetalklive.com. If for whatever reason you're listening to this uh, recording without uh, listening to Free Talk Live, Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations. So uh, today I have with me Will Coley. Is that right? Yeah, Coley. Coley. And Will, you're with Muslims for Liberty. Is that correct? That's correct. So I, I guess I've got two questions when we start off here. What, uh, you know, you sound like your average white guy. What's this Muslim thing? Well, actually, uh, I've studied religion most of my life. Um, worked on a degree in comparative Western theology. Um, and somewhere in my mid-20s, through circumstance, 
and other things, I ended up in a mosque. I had never met a Muslim before in my life. I had studied Islam for about two and a half years independently, and some things just kind of worked out that I ended up standing in a mosque one Friday, and it just kind of went from there. Um, a couple of weeks later, I was running a, a, a nonprofit Feed the Homeless program out of the mosque. Uh, I set one up. You know, They basically handed me the money and said, okay, you have the licensing to be able to set this up, so we're just going to let you do it. Here, run it. Here's the money. Take it and run and that's pretty much the beginning of my activism as well. I was uh, I worked in nightclubs and uh, was politically apathetic. Uh, it was kind of, a, a, I don't know, like I hated the government, but I kind of liked to give you free stuff. You, you, know, you know, it's like your average American guy. Sure. And then um, Surly I, when I became Muslim and I started studying Islam, I started slowly becoming more libertarian um, over the course of of my conversion. So what does Muslims for Liberty do? We have a few main functions. One of the biggest things that we do is we try to build a bridge between the classical liberal, libertarian, conservative community and the Muslim community. Uh, this bridge existed 10, 12 years ago. It, it, when Bush ran the first time, 70% of the Muslim population in the U.S. voted for him. Yeah. When he ran the second time, he still pulled a majority, the only minority in the country that voted majority for for two, over two decades for the conservative party, because the social conservatism uh, speaks to the religious moral objectivity of the Muslim community. Mm. And then what a lot of people don't realize is a lot of the monetary policy, concepts of fiscal responsibility, sound money, low taxes, um, also legal concepts, like legal concepts of liberty, like the presumption of innocence, the right to a trial, uh, a legal system that's, that's greater than all men, even a king. All of these exist in the Islamic legal tradition. So it was kind of a match made in heaven for the conservatives and the Muslim community. And then about 12 years ago, the conservatives stopped being the same party that they used to be. And... Now you have people like Peter King, who used to raise money at mosques in New York City, heading up you know, a, a national campaign to demonize the same people that he used to raise money with. Yeah, it's amazing how they'll turn on you, you know, um, you know, at one point they're working with you, and the next point they'll turn on you, as, the, as if anything has changed. True. They are Very politicians, true. after all. Right, they don't, they don't get paid for being honest, that's for sure. <laughs> So, I mean, I'm I'm really stunned by these numbers that uh, I, mean, I hadn't really thought about it. I, I, I never sat down and, and asked myself, now, who did the Muslims vote for in 2000 or in 2004? But who did the Muslims vote for in 2008? Obama. Did they? By what yeah. kind of margins? And you know what? There was a reason for it, though. The Republican Party made a really, really big mistake. They allied themselves with the wrong people. And we're a little overzealous, and it costs them a lot of votes. And I know this for a fact because I know Muslims who have voted Republican since they moved to, since they became citizens. Their children have voted Republican since they became old enough to be eligible to vote. They had all planned to cast their vote for Obama. I had criticized – I mean, not for Obama, but for John McCain. I had criticized all of them for saying they wanted to vote for John McCain and – you know, encouraging the Ron Paul vote because 
you know, this man wanted to do the same thing that Bush was doing, which ended up being what Obama did. But they got that obsession DVD in the mail because they were registered Republicans living in the right district to receive that DVD in the mail. What is the and obsession that DVD video? Changed their vote. What's the obsession video? I'm not. I'm from not familiar with it. Maybe the I... Clarion Group. The Clarion Group. They're a, a pro-Israel lobby group. They've given money to Zudi Jasser and Act for America, Pam Geller, Robert Spencer, all the you know the anti-Islam cadre that's out there right now. They all work with this organization, and they released a DVD to ramp up anti-Islam fear and hysteria just a few weeks before the election. It came out in newspapers, and it also was sent directly to the home of registered Republicans in specific areas, like the I-4 corridor, which turns out is actually predominantly Muslim. So it's not a good idea to send that video to all the registered Republicans in the I-4 corridor because well, that ended up in a lot of Muslim mailboxes. Mm-hmm. And when they opened that up and they saw that it was attached to John McCain's campaign and they saw that their community was being used in that way by his campaign, they changed their vote based on that. Mm. So, I, I mean, I think what's I do really remember happening this. is a Republican Party that's winning and losing elections based on less than 10 percent is throwing away – Seven million votes is every year. Him, is that how many Muslims they there would are? Prefer, yeah, to date to date. Well, that's a uh, what's the word? A, a round number that's that's thrown around quite mm-hmm. often is around seven million. So you've got that many votes. You're winning and losing elections on single digit percentage points, and you're literally driving an or a, a group of people that has voted for you away. Which isn't very smart from an election standpoint. It's kind of good because, you know, here you have this tenuous marriage of the uh, uh, Muslims and the Democrats at this point. I mean, this uh, sort of new situation, which likely isn't very firm. So how do the liberty-oriented folks, how do they capture these 7 million votes? What we do is we basically go to the Muslim community and we, we offer them candidates like Gary Johnson. We offer them candidates. When uh, when I lived in Florida, I worked with Alexander Snitker in trying to uh, push his name and voice in the Muslim community in Florida. He was, he was running um, for state senate, Todd right? Long. He was running. That for... was for senate. Not that was senate senate. He ran against okay. Marco Rubio and okay. Kendrick Meek and all them. But then for Congress, when in Alan Grayson, I lived in Alan in Alan Grayson's district. I pushed Todd Long, who lost the primary, but I tried to, you know, show the Muslims that there were conservatives out there that were more worried about fixing the country than they were about chasing down Sharia law ghosts and, you know, enacting laws to prevent things that don't even happen from happening. So, and I tried to, to, to push this to them. And in some cases it was successful and some, some cases it wasn't. But since then we've moved on to a completely different uh, thing. That was just me by myself. Since since we've started Muslims for Liberty, we've had the ability to go to the Muslim community and, and do classes on how, it, how things work. Uh, our Virginia chapter held classes this year on the delegate process, how to become a delegate, how to get involved. Wow. <clears throat> you know, we did the same stuff the Ron Paul p- campaign was doing within our own communities. 
And the, I think the best thing that the liberty movement can do really is, is support that work. You know, when you see people, I, I get this a lot. I run into people who, you know, are quote unquote liberty minded. And I get called everything except for an American first thing. And they, they literally quite often condemn the work that we do. They, they don't like the fact that we're doing this. They call it everything except for what it is, which is trying to teach our community how, you know, you want them to assimilate. Well, they, first they have to feel like they belong. You have to show them that they belong. We've found things in the Islamic tradition that are mirrored in the United States Constitution and Western legal theory in general. And we've done the research. We've found that a lot of these ideas came from the Islamic legal tradition and were adapted or adopted over the course of, of centuries and generations across multiple cultures until it was distilled into what we have in the Constitution today. And we're trying to show the Muslim community that they have a claim here, you know, that they have a, a rightful place in the narrative of the evolution of freedom and liberty that we now enjoy in the United States. Well, you know, it's debatable whether we're enjoying it in the U.S. anymore. But you know, some might claim it's better than some countries the in the nice Middle East. The nice thing to say is that we enjoy in the U.S. now. You know, minus the NDAA and the Patriot Act and CISPA and SOPA and the other. You know, God only knows how many laws that have been enacted that are counter to what our country is supposed to stand for. You know, let's throw all that out the window and let's let's act like you know this is a free country still. We want Muslims to see that they have a claim here. They have a claim, a rightful place to stand up and put their foot down and throw their fist in the air and say, we helped establish freedom in America in this way a thousand years before America existed. Now, um, if folks want to find out more about uh, Muslims for Liberty, how would they go about doing that? Uh, you could go to www.muslims4liberty.org. Um, you can also go on and look us up on YouTube. We have uh, videos and articles and stuff up there that explain uh, Muslim ideas on sound money, libertarianism and Islam, uh, concepts of taking care of the poor in a Muslim quote-unquote state. Uh, what is a Muslim quote-unquote state? Is it a state by, nat by current definitions? Is it something that's completely different? Um, you can also go and uh, look into our assistant national director's name is Davi Barker. Uh, I think you've actually interviewed him. He He's been on the show. For Silver Circle. Yeah. He writes for Silver Circle and for the Daily Anarchist and for the uh, San Francisco Muslim Examiner. You can go and read some of his writings. Um, Davi and I uh, joke occasionally between each other that he is the uh, Thomas Jack Jefferson to my John Adams, <laughs> as uh, I'm the one who normally does most of the speaking, and he does most of the writing because I'm not very good at writing and he doesn't like to do interviews and speak in front of crowds the way that I do, I guess. So, uh, so we found a way to make uh, our talents work for, for each, other, each other and for ourselves and Will trying Coley? to get this thing off the ground. Will Coley, oh, thank you for the interview. Page? I'm sorry, I'm uh, talking over you there. Will Coley, thank you for the interview. Sorry. It's Muslims, the numeral four, liberty.com. Thank you very much. No, O-R-G. Oh, O-R-G, excuse me. Yes, not com. You have a good day. Thanks for your time today. Bye. MuslimsforLiberty.org.